This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Migs Cats. My name is Steve Miggs. I am here with the Reverend Enfuego. Yeah! Yeah! And Glenn Cannon. Still here. Still here. <laughs> he refuses to leave, You can man. do it. <laughs> He's just living here now. Still here. Yeah, I didn't leave after last week's program. I was too afraid of what the city of Seattle might have done to my vehicle, so I just camped under the desk. Hashtag no tickets. That's no right. ticket again? Uh, no, I got a ticket uh, Saturday night, though. So you know, Lucky I, you. I'm keeping what, my weekly Well, what the hell are you doing the Migscats on a Saturday night when we weren't <laughs> even here, man? Well, I had, was told that we were doing a program, so I came in, and you guys weren't here. I thought that was a pretty se <laughs> deal. I didn't think it was funny. It was a jerk really, move on our part. Yeah. I didn't think it was funny at all. Yeah, you know, we didn't do a rookie initiation. <laughs> now we finally are doing our rookie initiation. Hey, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, Glenn, we're podcasting Saturday night, and parking's free. <laughs> I, I thought my initiation was the day that you guys had had me take red home after that program no. wasn't that wasn't that my hazing you multi-layers there that was like that, <laughs> you've earned like president of the fraternity for yeah. that you got your stars and stripes on that bless one bless her little heart if you're out there honey i hope you're doing okay yeah oh absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> uh since you mentioned saturday was that ticket because of the show at the crocodile Oh no! No, oh, I'm sorry. I um, misaligned. It was a blurry weekend. That was Friday um, okay. at the High Dive, which was sold out. It was the Soundgarden tribute, oh, uh, Jane's oh, Addiction gosh. tribute, and then oh, myself yeah. and JT Phillips. Um, well, that show was already planned, right? It was already planned, but oh. then, of course, with the passing of Chris Cornell, it Jeez. went from. Plus, it was also Shannon Sharp, who's a pretty prolific guitarist, has been in a lot of projects, and he's been a part of those tributes for a long time. He it was his last show ever in Seattle. He's moving to Texas. Gosh, so. Yeah, it was one of those we let two out to let two in kind of events. It was sold out um, when JT and I started playing. The place was packed. And I don't know if you've been on Facebook, but there's some great audio. I mean, the whole audience was singing along. We did a bunch of our original stuff, but then like we, we busted into Got Me Wrong and you know, Very I'd cool. sing that that won't last forever, and then I just kind of tilt my head and touch my ear, and the whole room would go, "Something's gotta turn out right." You know, it was uh-huh. that's cool, pretty epic. Um, Especially that probably was a night that a lot of people needed. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I myself, my Friday was remarkably challenging on a personal level, so I needed that. And um, you know, then uh, they actually there's audio of that too that that came out pretty pretty well. I was pretty proud of it. But um, the Soundgarden boys from Outshine, they pulled me up. Um, on stage to sing uh, Call Me a Dog. Oh, and, cool. And, uh, you know, I'd been going through my own personal hell anyway, so that and, uh, you know, a couple beers and a shot or two, because I, I hadn't, I really haven't been sleeping, so before I left to go to that show, I was so exhausted my eyes were watering because of all the stuff I'm trying to deal with, and um, I drank like two of those orange Rockstar recovery's and a pot of coffee. Mm. Oh man! I believe doctors recommend that too. But well, I was so desperate to not be exhausted because I knew I had to perform. And honestly, had it not been Shannon's last show and had it not been a sold-out show, I would have canceled. Yeah, I was in no condition to even be in public. Um, 
But by the time I got there, I think I could feel every individual hair follicle. <laughs> like I was, you can, you can feel color, dude. I was wired in a way that was extraordinarily unpleasant, and so I got in there, and it 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 wasn't for any other reason than I have to try and reach zero. And I was like, I need a shot and a neat Jack Daniels or a beer, and, and then I repeated that a couple times. So that took me back to zero. But yeah, when the Outshine Boys called me up to to sing, call me a dog. Um, I had some sh- S inside that I needed nice, to get out. good stuff. Hey, I'm trying, brother. Well, I'm trying. Just add some sugar to hand uh, out to all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Happy Halloween. I love it. Re- Rev's pen almost I'm hit like, the paper, whoop. man, you know? And I'm uh, like, say it, say it, say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I howled it, man. We'll, uh, maybe we'll, at some sugar. point we'll try and pull some audio of that so you guys can, or at least you guys can hear it. I mean, I just sang like my life depended Is on. Is it on, on your Facebook page? Yeah, it's on my Facebook page. Okay. I'd say fast forward to the first chorus. You know, we don't want to. Don't you know, bore us. Get, get to, to the, the chorus. chorus. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make our fans and listeners suffer. But um, what? Well, they they tune in every week. I mean, they they're used to. That. <laughs> they're really hey. used to. But um, Ow. yeah, you know, uh, afterwards. I mean, I, I honestly, I was good to drive. Um, but my good friend Tom Azinski, um, I call him my rotten attorney. That's a you know fear and loathing <laughs> joke. But he is actually yeah. my attorney. He's an amazing human being and has really moved mountains for both me and my wife. Um. But I was like, yeah, Tom, I, I don't really want to leave my car here, and I'm straight. And he was like, I can tell you're straight, but Glenn? And I'm like, cool. So he gave me a ride home, and so when I came back the next day, there was a, you know, I moved my car to a place that I thought was safe. I really re- looked at all the signage and everything. Like I said I wasn't hammered, but uh, apparently not safe from the, the little cats on the scooters or whatever. So oh, I, I got yeah. myself a nice $47 fine. But the way I see it, I mean, honestly, I probably could have talked to a city judge, but it's all about the breathalyzer, right? And so the way I see it, 44 bucks plus a $35 Uber to get back mm-hmm. compared to a $10,000 DUI. Yeah, right. Best ticket I ever got, man. Yeah, you know, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I'll call it part of the fee. You know? <laughs> I think I found the song. I'm not, it's, uh, it won't be acoustic. It'll be oh. a faraway shot of the... It's on my page. Okay. Um, and you'll see my little silhouette there in front of the audience here i can little yeah. silhouette let me just of let me grind man. grind this show to a halt silhouette, here silhouette, silhouette. oh it's funny you talk about like all the energy drinks that you took my we went of course to vegas and we'll talk a little bit about vegas. that later but we went and saw britney spears and did you really go see britney oh not just once but twice twice were you aroused? Were you sexually aroused? She was so hot, but some of her dancers got me a little more distracted. Oh, no, say. I know, man. I told you. I think I told oh you guys years gosh. ago, my, my good friend Rob Smooter was her uh, monitor Smooter. engineer. <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy Smooter's done some neat stuff. But he'll go out with whoever pays the best and whoever goes out the longest. Yeah. So he'll be out with, like, Corn and Rob Zombie. Then he's out with Kiss and Ted Nugent. And then he's out with Usher for a year and a half. Why so it's, not? It's, it's, Usher! But uh, he, this was back, way back, the Kiss Me Baby era. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, dude, I'm in town with Brittany. And I'm like, you're kidding. So I went down and I met him and we went out and had many, many drinks. And then I got to watch the whole Britney Spears performance from the side it's house. It's a spectacle, man. It was the side house mix position. Yeah. Like I, I could have thrown coins. But yeah, some of her backup dancers. Oh, smoke shows. I, was, I, oh. fell, I fell in love, which is not good when you're celebrating your wife's 30th birthday <laughs> at Britney Spears. But I fell in love with a redhead that was an incredible dancer and hot as F. But um, the first time we went on Friday night... We were both kind of dragging ass because we just got off a plane, got there, and and my wife does not like crowds. I'm also a little bit have issues with crowds so as let's well. let's go to a concert. Right. So our anxiety <laughs> is through the roof. We get there, and she's like, okay, can we go get a water? I'm like, you can get a water. 
I'm getting alcohol. And she's like, <laughs> and that's not usually me with, when I'm with my wife. I'm like, I'm getting drunk. And she looked at me and was like, you know, I could use a drink too. Oh, really, dude? Jager so bombs. We got we got vodka Red Bulls. Oh, right? just as good at commemorative that point. cup. You talk about a freaking price gouging. Guy rings it up. And he's like, okay, that'll be fifty bucks for the two drinks. Whoa! What? Thank God, I was actually polite and nice to the bartender because as soon as we posted up, fifty ordered bucks. the drinks, and I'm like, hey man, how's your night going? He goes. You're the first person to ask me that. Thanks. Nice. It's going good. It's busy as F, but it's going good. And then I'm noticing his his pour got a lot heavier on us than it did on anyone else. That is awesome. Because the drink that we got that was 50 bucks, mind you, is a one shot in this commemorative cup. He easily put four, maybe five shots in this drink. So now it's a very commemorative cup. <laughs> so my wife drinks, granted, she never drinks, so that adds to it. And she's drinking an energy alcohol-based drink. She drinks maybe like an inch of this off of the, uh, out, of the out of the cup. I don't and, know how, you know, maybe and, a couple of sips. Is she good? She looks at me and goes, I'm drunk. <laughs> and I'm like, you are? And she's like, yeah. Welcome to Vegas. She keeps drinking. Now she's singing and dancing, having the time of her life. But man, like when you mentioned the energy drink with the alcohol, that was my wife. She was completely hammered in a good way. She was yeah. having the time of her life, and I was having a blast being there with her. It was an amazing 30th birthday. That so is much so, so cool. That the next night, while we were getting ready to go see the Beatles' love, uh, before we went to that, we're at dinner, and I said, you know what? Screw it. This is a special weekend for her. Our, our tickets weren't like super far back, because there's not a bad seat in that venue at the uh, Planet Hollywood where mm. Britney performs. I was like, screw it. Let's splurge. And I bought third row seats. Oh, and wow. Nice. Yeah. Third row center to be able to look at Britney Spears that close <laughs> and her redheaded dance friend oh, yeah. was something I will never forget. And I looked at her and like she was kind of like, oh, we're spending a lot of money on this and that sucks. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to look back in 20 years or 10 years or even like 10 days and be like, that was worth it. That's like number one. Her top two artists. Granted, I, not mine, but it's Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, so, she's bringing the sexy back. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> did Britney Spears bring that sexy back. My man, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. She puts on a great show. Uh, but since we're talking about it, I do want to talk. I got to tell you guys about what happened with uh, the Beatles' love. Are you a Beatles fan, Glenn? Oh, yeah. Okay, Absol- I figured as absolutely, much. Absolutely, like yeah. yeah, I enjoy yeah. the Beatles. If you guys go to Vegas, I... I, I, I demand that you go see The Beatles' Love. It's at the Mirage, and okay. I can't even put it into words. I tried. I wrote a blog about it. Go to KISW.com. I know we talked about it this morning as yeah. well, and talked about it last week as well, just about how excited I was. I knew going into it that it was going to be awesome. I didn't realize how awesome it was. Oh, so like, this past expectations then. Put in, so it all starts off. We get there. The seats were incredible. I mean, honestly, like... like the way that it's all set up, I was kind of confused at first. I'm like, Am I, are we going to be able to see this whole show? Because there's a lot of weird curtains. Well, that, they, they use that as part of like the show, and then eventually those curtains go away, and then oh, you okay. see everything perfectly fine. But as we're waiting, they've got like these clown characters that are in the, the show walking around just kind of messing with people. If you look on the blog, oh. you'll see one of the guys has like a- <laughs> That t- makes me wish the Ted Smith had been there. You know, he has sort of a <laughs> deep-seated fear of clowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we just dose him and take him to that show, Steve? Bro, Can I don't we? even think you need to dose him. Going to that show makes you feel like you were dosed. <laughs> one of the clown, it wasn't even a clown, more of a performer. A clown just is a better way, just I guess, just to describe it. But yeah. one of the guys that was part of the show walking around- pretending to put 
a dose in the mouth of the ushers. So there's all these ushers, and I got to give props. They commit to the show. The ushers are all dressed kind of like in a, a, a Beatles-inspired outfit. The concession people have got like these trippy shirts on that look like they were straight out of Sgt. Pepper's. Fun. Like, they really do it up well. Like, not just the actual show itself, but just everything that's involved with the show. So these... These characters from the show, before the show even starts, are putting imaginary doses of what I would imagine is LSD in the mouth of the ushers. Yeah, Lucy and they're going and like the, the whole, shh, don't tell anyone kind of a thing. <laughs> it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> then there's another guy walking around with like a teapot that has smoke coming out of it, like dry ice type of a thing. And he's like, one guy was about to sit down, he gets behind him and he kind of pours it all over the guy's back. So now the guy's back is smoking. Guy doesn't realize how it happened because... The dude, the character, walked off, and it was fun watching the panic in this guy's face. Like, I think I'm on fire. And we're all laughing. Now he's like, why is everyone laughing at me? Yeah, right. It's just a regular dude that oh, just went to the show. Give the poor dude a complex. I often find that when I catch on fire, people seem to be amused. So I, I'm not remarkably surprised right. by and any like, of this. And like, when you're in Vegas, and I mean, you guys were a little hammered going to the different shows. Yeah, like, yeah. Imagine a guy who might be a little inebriated because it is Vegas, yeah. suddenly looking behind and it's like, I, I'm on on fire. This sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I see the guys coming my way and I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of looking at him because he was having fun with bald people, like pretend pouring this smoke <laughs> on bald people. Like, and the whole time I'm like a 14 year old. I'm like, please, please, come on, come please on, come pour on, that stuff on, on me. On, pour that on. stuff on me. So he makes eye contact with me. I'm like, and I smile and I'm probably like a weirdo. Like I'm like, hey, <laughs> comes up on our row. He does it, does the whole pouring. What did stuff up. feel like on your head? Was it cool? Was it hot? Was kind it kind of a coolish? Okay. But you know, honestly, I was so nervous and excited, I don't really remember. It's <laughs> it like sex for the first time. <laughs> You're such a dork. How I was it? it? I, I don't know. She wasn't angry. I... <laughs> and then, of course, I'm such a dork. I'm like, can I get a selfie with you as he's doing I saw it? That. So it's just me and my bald brother taking a picture as there's smoke coming out of my head. You can see the picture on my blog at yeah, ksw.com. It was nice. awesome. So then the show starts, and I mean, they just come out swinging. <laughs> like, the minute it starts, it's just like this sensory overload of all these crazy acrobatics that are going on. And Wow. And what I thought was really cool was that they used the music of the Beatles, but they didn't just go with, like, the album cuts. They apparently worked with Sir George Martin and... He remastered, or not even remixed, used alternate vocal takes. Oh, wow. Incorporated all this crazy stuff. So it's like a whole deal then. If you're a Beatles fan, you're walking in, you're hearing versions of songs that you grew up loving and obsessing over, and it's noticeable, like in a good way. Like, wow, that does not sound like the vocals I remember. And then I'm trying to figure out, like, well, how are they going to incorporate the Beatles? Of course, they have actors that are kind of representing the Beatles, but they also use these weird, like these curtains that I was talking about at first as like things that they could project visuals on. So a lot of like silhouette imagery. And uh, at times you even had like great footage of a young Paul McCartney singing yesterday as they're doing all this stuff. So while they're doing all their wow. performance, there you see Paul McCartney singing yesterday. And, and I don't know where they got the footage, but it was really freaking cool. Throughout the entire time, you're just like, just a, like you just sucked into their world. Yeah. And when they did the trippy songs, it truly did feel like you were <laughs> on something. Yeah. Like just the way the visuals were done. Like they really captured the the spirit of the music, breathed new life into the Beatles music. I already am a fan, but man, as soon as I was done, I was like right away listening to other Beatles songs. I mean, one of the songs that I never really listened to much off of the Sgt. Pepper's record, which 
I was completely is within you without you. Right. Because during that song was the best part. And it's such a simple thing, but it's a simple thing sometimes that make you just like lose your mind. As they're doing that song, they bring out like this drape or curtain or like this white sheet and they just, the ushers start grabbing it and they pull it over all of us. So now we're all like in like a slumber party with a sheet over our head and they're waving it and there's these crazy lights and you're like... I am sober and I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> that's amazing. Bro, I, I can't I can't recommend it enough. There's a great moment with the song Blackbird that's like very powerful and then it ends with something very comical. And I was just like, whoever put this together and directed it and and, and, and made this They definitely earned their check. It sounds like it's really fantastic. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I, I honestly wanna go see it again. Like I loved it that much. I've obsessed over it since I saw it that much. And also because there's so much going, you don't get the you miss some stuff, not in a bad way, but you just miss stuff because mm-hmm. you're watching that guy flying in the air, and then oh, there's this girl flying by, and oh, there's this happening, and you're like, oh my gosh, like there's so much going on. It's a sensory overload, and the best part is towards the end when they're like, you know doing uh, um, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. I hope you enjoy the show, and and people are just singing their brains off because it's like you almost feel like you're at a Beatles concert, like. I look over, there's this guy, he's probably like 60-something years old, and he's just dancing and standing and singing, <laughs> and I'm like, I respect that. So I Clutching get up. his upper arm, <laughs> falling to the ground, <laughs> losing consciousness. I'm having the greatest time. We need a medic. No, no, no. All you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if you ever go to Vegas, uh, plan to go see the Beatles' love at Cirque du Soleil. It's over at the Mirage. And apparently Britney, too, because it sounds like he was overwhelmed at both performances right? for different reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I was overwhelmed by the music and the majesty of the Beatles during the Beatles show and then I was overwhelmed by the the acidry See, of- I, I love this because M- Michelle has been to uh, uh, the Britney she yep. did that for her bachelorette party but and she and like her, like you were talking about Sid's top two were uh, uh, yeah, JT a yeah, big- and Britney yep. her top two would be the Beatles and Britney Britney probably above the Beatles so mm-hmm. we need to go to that one yeah you, oh, need, you need to re- have, you gotta yeah. repeat his trip man. Yeah. yeah yeah well I mean we, she's already done Britney so maybe we can just do that the sounds Beatles. really hot were Wait. there photos Wait, no, did, hey, she, hey. did she at least tell you about it while you touched yourself? Okay, simmer down over there. I, my wife did the Beatles. I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and the guy that dosed everybody, she really was enamored by him. Yeah, but you did the teapot guy. I That's mean, it sounds point. like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, Steve's except for that cold sore. teapot. Oh, so you see it? Is it very noticeable? It'll go. We'll get you some Valtrex. It'll clear right up. <laughs> it's man. a brand new day after all, Glenn. Oh, my God. Bro, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be on mushrooms at... The Beatles or any of those circuits. You'd still be in the hospital. I can't imagine being on any hallucinogens in Vegas, just standard. Yeah. Like, I've been really, 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 really hammered, and it made me buy a Ting Ting's album. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, sure, sure. So yeah, you know, like you're just wandering around, you hear something, you get stuck in your head, or you see all these crazy things. You're like, oh, this would be a great idea, and then you realize, well, I was because I was really hammered. I can't imagine being on any sort of hallucinogens. It's just yeah, you just get lost in the it, desert at it, some point. In my youth, um, I took uh, I think three or four hits because it was one of those man, don't take more than two, and I'm like, gotcha. So I took right. like four. I'm a bigger guy, let's do this. Well, no, it was usually a. <laughs> He doesn't know what he's talking about. I I was always trying to reset myself when I was younger. Like, I always figured if I could somehow go through this mental 
mm-hmm. cleanse as a result of the hallucinogenic experience that I could come out the yeah, other side. Maybe rewire everything. A little, yeah, little better off. Of course, that didn't work in any way, shape, or form, but mm-hmm. it was my theory at the time. But It's I, like me with hockey. I would buy like new hockey skates thinking, that will make me a good now goalie. Now I can skate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still a crappy skater. It turns out negative. Sweet skates. <laughs> but uh, I went to uh, King's Dominion, if you guys are familiar. I, I think it's just a series of huge theme parks, amusement parks okay. on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, one of them, the, the, the main one, which I think is Virginia, they have a like three-quarter scale Eiffel Tower and whatnot, which Ooh, is neat. terrifying, actually. But <laughs> you know, all the roller coasters, no problem. I got up on that thing, and there was cracks between the sheet metal floor, and I could see that I was standing on just you know maybe a half oh, inch of sheet metal. Geez. And yeah, I was my whole body went into nope mode, but I ate a bunch of acid and went to King's Dominion. <laughs> and what a bummer, because you'd think, oh, the rides and this and that and that. Nope. I went into Yogi's Cave. There was a little thing called no. Yogi's Cave. Oh, yeah. Never came um, out. You know, it was a uh, Yogi Bear. It was Yogi Bear's cave, and there was a room in Yogi's Cave where it was a dark room with all these little rocks, and there were little simulated jewels in the rocks that were backlit. Oh, uh-huh. you were just yeah, I spent yeah, yeah. quite a bit of time in Yogi's Cave. Every once in a while, Glenn would pop his head out. Does somebody have a picnic basket for Dude, Yogi? I'm telling you, man. He keeps shining these lights at me. Hey there, boo-boo. You'll never get me out of this cave. Yeah. You'd think I would have done all the neat wow what an experience and oh my goodness how could you handle it no i was in yogi's cave. <laughs> you almost need like a it's mushroom amazing. or a hallucinogenic sherpa yeah to, to like be like i know you think yogi's cave is awesome but just follow me well and you have to imagine me with probably long hair and a metallica t-shirt just hanging so out in yogi's cave. as all the six-year-olds come through because yeah, right. i was the only adult that's even funnier. In Yogi's cave. That's even better. It was, it was a very rapey scenario, you know? Like, it was just bad on a lot of levels. But. Daddy, why is that grown man yelling about a picnic basket while licking his own hair? Oh, man. No, I just hung out in there and zoned. Because, you know, even the dark, of course, I was getting lovely spiral patterns in the darkness. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, you know, that was, how were the roller coasters? That was, was in Yogi's cave. How was Yogi's yeah. Cave? It was amazing. Yeah, I think all the kids that went through didn't dig it as much as I did. They, they saw me and wanted to leave, yeah. but that's where I was most of the amazing. day. Yeah, oh, sorry, it just. I wish, there like, you go. I feel like there needs to be an amusement park for people that are just on hallucinogenics. <laughs> like, don't even let children in. Moronville! Yeah, Moronville. <laughs> great. We've got Yogi's Cave for Glenn. We've what's, got a Beatles. It's great. Stuff. You should go there sober, and it's just. Totally lame. L.S. Disneyland. You know? It's yeah, like a Chuck like, E. Cheese. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine going to a Chuck E. Cheese or even like riding like the small world ride with the weird animatronic, like just those weird disheveled, like eh, eh, the, the way that yeah. they, the herky-jerky like and then they, being on yeah. hallucinogens. It would be bad. That would it's, be. Can we rent out a Chuck E. Cheese just for like an Chuck adult, an adult party on mushrooms? I, I can we can. run off all the kids? Well, I think, it, I mean, like legit run, like be like, Hey, Mr. Cheese, is it cool if we take a <laughs> bunch of mushrooms Mr. and hang Cheese. out? Well, maybe if you just don't tell them and you just book it for adults, you can tell them it's an adult party. And we need everyone out. Yeah, and we uh, we don't need any supervision. Well, I'm just don't picturing that, that, you know, like we're, for some reason, I'm in this Chuck E. Cheese for days on end, and then finally I find a member of the staff, and I'm like, hey, look, you know, blah, 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 and I can't seem to find an exit, and they're like... Oglin, you died in a car crash. <laughs> You're still dead, man. And I'll man. be like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, so is this like the waiting room for Paradise? No, that's not where you were sent. Right. You're in Chuck E. Cheese purgatory. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Chuck E. Cheese. It's hell. There's screaming kids. They're peeing and puking on each other. And they're singing the birthday everything, song. Everything. Everything in the building needs to be rinsed down immediately with some kind of hand cleanser. And that's that's it. That's where I'm at. The you ball know? pit is melting and, ch- and, and the rat is kicking you in the balls the, the ball whole time. Pit, it's just the ball 
help it. You climb in there, you come out with a needle stuck in one arm and a weird sore on the other. Those the ball pit. Climb in the ball pit with your mouth open. Go ahead, I dare you, no, man. Wait, so in hell, the ball pit is a needle exchange. I've heard about kids diving in the ball pit and coming up with a needle. That's like, like urban legend. Uh-huh. The worst part of okay. well, I mean, uh-huh. I'm sure it happens somewhere, That'll like avoid. in one place somewhere. Yeah, it'll Come happen on, lose at our faith party. With me. Yeah. It'll Please happen at the party that we have. The only problem I've ever heard of about the ball pits at any of those, either like uh, the fast food places There's or pee and cheese. poo poo in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Some some uh, adult goes to take in their niece, the nephew, their child, and, and they go in there, and suddenly everything is all slick and a little soggy, and you're like, why is the ball pit? What a terrible place. Yeah. What a terrible and I, place. I'd like to tell you any information about Chuck E. Cheese, whether or not you can just rent it out, but their site is under maintenance right now. So. Well, yeah, it's because the kids took it down. Yeah. Somebody so. asked on it. <laughs> Whoa. So basically, like we'll be like, when we're at Chuck E. Cheese, and we're like, yeah, the, you know how usually that, that, that rat band plays whatever music. And we're like, look, for our night, this <laughs> band can only play Pink Floyd. <laughs> Could you imagine being... All oh, those screams are coming from the ball pit. Yeah. Could you imagine being a Chuck E. Cheese while this is playing and the rat band is playing it? Well, and if this was the only audio and everything was in slow motion. Yeah. So you well, sit it will your... be if you're, on the, if you're on acid, man. It will do it itself listening to this. This could be the worst six hours of our life, but I kind of want to experience it. And by like 5.45 into those six hours, you're like, I need this to end. No, I'm convinced at this point. Lock um, the doors. I cannot be broken. <laughs> I think I think I used this to ain't gonna do like it. my buddy Evo used to commit to the Psyops at Guitar Center I told you about where mm-hmm. he'd play that awful pro. Yeah. I'm convinced at this point that like I don't know what they call it. Am I already a sociopath or something where I'm not really a human? I, I could be a serial killer, but yeah, I'm yeah, just not going to hurt it. anyone. Yeah, that feels about it. Yeah. I think I'm already broken, so you can't break that which is broken. <laughs> All right, well, let's get the mushrooms. So I just sit there and eat my pizza and be like, yep. Time to this test is that horrific. theory. So Glenn will be the calming presence. <laughs> I have no idea. what Brent will probably just be in the ball pit, throwing him in the air like as if see, they're like water. See, that's the problem. It's slow-mo. I, at some point, like in most Nude. things while I'm doing, I just, I will break off from the group and I'll go do my own thing, and a couple hours later, I'll just show up, and you'll be like, hey, where'd you go? And it's like, not off. Oh, dude, I, I probably can don't remember. The kids will have you bound and gagged <laughs> and thrown into that thing under those little micro basketball hoops, and you'll be in there <laughs> crying and there. squealing, and the kids will all... How many, little balls How many tickets am I worth? How many tickets am I worth? Where's Steve? He's in the corner. He's, he keeps tweeting David Gilmore saying he found the new member of Pink Floyd and it's the rat from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Bargaining with the kids. Look, uh, I'll get you guys a large pepperoni if I can have my friend back. No, no way. Where are your parents? What are those? Okay, yeah, just give me my friend. Just, Please give me my friend. Little kids and you're just Can't like, you see that you're upsetting him? And give me your tickets. <laughs> We're arguing with imaginary devil children. (laughs) Which look oddly like all other children. (laughs) Village of the Damned? No, I'm just a preschool, man. Yeah, right. I'm talking about, I love one question about Vegas, and I was a good boy. It was my wife's birthday, so Confrontation Steve did not come out, but Confrontation Steve really wanted to come out when we were at the pool at Caesar's Palace. We're sitting at the pool, poolside, and we're on one of those, like, you know, beach chairs. The guy in front of us is smoking a cigar. Oh, uh, that reeks. That just reeks. I know. I, I, I know. Are you? I guess you're allowed to because he's doing I don't, it, right? Man. I don't know. In but, Vegas, I think you can smoke anywhere. But we're all like that aren't with him. 
are all like, this guy. And so he gets up for a second, and I'm like, oh, and he looks like a douchebag. And my wife's like, stop it. <laughs> Fedora, I'm like, cargo shorts. Oh, no, just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. He just looked like a douchebag. Could you have grabbed yeah, him and put that on his forehead? <laughs> do you think collar. you could have taken him? You know what I really want to do is take my cup of water and just pour it on his freaking uh, cigar. <laughs> yeah, right. And just be like, sorry, bro. Yeah, that, re- that reeks. My, my initial thought, and shocking, my wife wasn't okay with this. <laughs> I wanted to stand in front of him and just fart. Yeah, right. And stay there until he says something, and then I'd be like, look, I have to smell your ass. It's time for you to smell mine. <laughs> that sounds fair. Yeah. All this Eye for an eye there. Maybe I should have taken for you ass. for my wife's birthday and Dude, not her. I could I could have hit him on the back of the neck with a sap and then thrown him in the trunk and delivered him to a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get how anybody thinks that that's a courteous... I mean, I'm not expecting people to be like super conscious conscientious of the people around them, but that's like going out of your way to be a jackass. Well, it's one of those things where people that enjoy cigars, to them, it's, I mean, they even have Cigar Affectionado magazine. Mm -hmm. To people that love cigars, they're like, man, this is a really nice cigar. Um, And just like me, now that I'm smoking like a chimney again, um, there's definitely people around me when I am, you know, sucking on my coffin nail. That They're find like, it, the they hell? find it remarkably offensive. They yeah. can't stand the smell. They can't stand the smoke. Ah, crap! So I try to be, whatever, semi-human. But um, yeah, the, the the cat having a cigar is probably just like, man, beautiful day. I'm in Vegas. Yeah, have a cigar, perfect. <laughs> um, and he's just having a cigar. The thing is, it'd be like me lighting up a cigarette in the non-smoking section. Of course, to him, I'm outdoors. I'm at the pool. So I'm not defending the guy. No, I get what you're saying. But I don't think it's just that he's such a jackhole to him. Boy, this is nice. I'm enjoying my cigar. And he's just not wired well enough to know, which most, to me, 90% of the people I encounter in society are the most self-centered S-bet. Everyone is self-centered these yeah. days. So that's why everyone's walking around taking selfies. It's a terrible, dark time that we live in, and we should all just be put down or a virus. But anyway... Or give it mushrooms <laughs> and put in a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I mean... You know, I get it, because I, I would have just been like, man, this blows, and I would have taken my wife and just went somewhere else. And that's what we eventually did. Yeah, we finally just said, F it. Let's just... The problem was, we couldn't go to another spot to sit, because, shockingly, Packed. everybody is sitting poolside. Mm-hmm. Tell me about poolside in Vegas, because every time I've been in Vegas... Fantastic! Um, like, I'll put it to you, that I went down there for a buddy of mine's wedding, and he actually got wet married by this lake near Vegas. Um, my buddy Calvin um, that sings oh, Atomic yeah, Outlaws, Temper He had a beautiful wedding. He had some family down there, but then, of course, we all stayed in Vegas and, and had a riot. Oh, yeah, but, I know about that. Um, I, I never went to the pool areas. I, yeah. I was there for three days. I didn't gamble, and I think I spent like $3,500. Uh, Congratulations. So you can guess what I was doing the whole time I was there, and I had my wife with me. Though oh. Honestly, we were both mm, so, we were having so much fun, we probably have been like, yeah, let's call her. But um, <laughs> I've never been. I've always heard about the pool in Vegas. So was it just nothing but smoking hot women? There were a lot of hot chicks, but it wasn't like your... Like you see sometimes on television, the pool parties. This wasn't like a pool party. Not just spot. people by the pool, but gorgeous women in bikinis. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a there's oh, a really man. no matter where you yeah. go with those I because mean, it's it's tough to wear. Now, did you have to deal with any of the uh, you know heavy set European guys in the speedos? Yes, that's such a that's, that's, drag. Usually, that's usually a Hawaii thing for me. I've seen it there, but I didn't really oh. see it in Vegas. Like, oh, man, we I get it, but this is America, and dude, can you just put some? Because I'd be dude. up there and cut off camo shorts. You know, <laughs> yeah, one right? guy had like these Calvin Klein. Bo- uh, 
um, bathing suit on, but no, it's just underwear. Man. It was. I mean, I was, I was staring at his crotch to see if he had the flap because I'm like, he's wearing tidy whities The mother effort's wearing tidy whities I'm looking at him. My wife's like, no, those are, that's a bathing suit. Well, it's one of those things. Why are you wearing white bathing suits anyway? Like, as a dude, oh, it wasn't white, but it was. Oh, okay. it I was like, just like, yeah. oh my god, that no, was like gray and black stripes. Still not slimming on. But him it, at all. That's, the thing I don't get is like, okay, man, if if you're in really great shape or whatever, like me, go ahead and rock the yeah, speedo. Right. I, I mean, well, don't, but whatever. But it's never that dude. Right. It's always some dude who's got an extra 40 pounds on me and is more pale than me. 60-year-old. Yeah, rocking the- At least 60. Mm -hmm. And it's like, brother. It's totally a European thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, let's- let's, for decency. So in Europe, do they just like pretend to be wrestlers? Is that what's going on? <laughs> it's either speedos or it's like nude beaches. Yeah, like I mean, there's just a lot of that, and they're so lax with you know, like like with, with they're a just lot a little of Americans. further along over yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah. They weren't burning women for expressing themselves back in the day. We did yeah. a little bit of that here in the states. A lot of bit of that. We're a bit of a backwards culture. <laughs> I went to when we went for our wedding uh, last year. Uh, yeah. We stayed at the Golden Nugget, which is you know it's off the strip. It's old. It's old town. Um, but typically, the, when the Rev has Mexican, he. <laughs> Never mind. It's not golden. It is not but golden. It's a nugget. We uh, we hit the pools, and the reason why we we're so stoked about the golden nugget one is because there's a shark tank uh, around the or uh, in sort of inside the pool area. Like they've got their own area cordoned Doesn't off, so you don't seem get to like go a in. bad idea. It's you can't. There's no like co-mingling. But the coolest part about what if it, something broke, like say a retaining wall. Well, then you're in a shark movie, and then at that point, all bets are off. But <laughs> You don't have to really you, you like, get the f wor- out of the water. Yeah, you can't worry about that because if you do, you're going to freak out. But the coolest part about it was that they had a water slide that went through the shark tank. So it was a tube that went through it. And again, you're I not going stuck, through. I get stuck in there. And those guys would eat me like a can of spam. But it was so cool just to be able to do that. Just to be like they put their pool game, their pool game, even at like the Golden Nugget, which isn't anywhere near the Strip, still astounding, still great. I'm just thinking for these sharks, that's like it's like having a bunch of Ethiopian kids on one side of a glass wall, and on the other side there's a bunch of dudes making sandwiches. Yeah. For these sharks, it's the buffet. I mean, waiting, they're just yeah. like I cannot access this incredible food source. Like that's cruel. Right. Those, those, for them, it's Human Burgerville. Yeah, <laughs> but they can't get in. Wasting those, away. At Human Burgerville. I don't think that's right. Those sharks were like, I mean, it looked like kind of like a retirement home for sharks. They were like, they looked kind of like elderly, and it was one of those where it's old Vegas. Yeah, but can't they live? (laughs) They're young and hungry. But don't sharks live to be like 1,200 years old or something? They could, yeah. I mean, it was like they would drop in some meat during feeding time. Like sharks are popping up like, hey, how'd the Civil War go? You know, (laughs) we're like, what? Dude. Back in my day. Well, you guys want to come swimming or not? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I remember when Jaws was only two. (laughs) I don't know why that's what a shark sounds like. Of course, that's what a shark sounds like. I used to swim upstream. That does sound incredible, but. It was really cool. And, like, at that point, we were talking, going back to, like, the drinking thing. We were pretty hammered. So it was just like, oh, that's a cool shark. That's a sweet one, too. Not thinking about the fact that, oh, what if that cracks? You just can't think about that, man. You're just hope that out. they bite your head first, because if they sever a major, major artery, you got like six to eight seconds. You don't want to be sarlacked. You don't want to be digested. Yeah, slowly. You know? like, over the course of a thousand years. Or yeah, years. just get a big bite in your yeah. ass or lose a leg or something Even like that. Even as a kid regarding the sarlacc, I was like, wouldn't you starve to death first? You know, like... Yeah, be over a thousand, over years, a thousand yeah. years. I think you probably only make it about a week and a half before dehydration That's took you. That's a really crappy week and a half, though. So it's like, hey, Han, I know this sounds bad, but we're not going to make it a thousand years. It's going to be all right, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you'll never see it coming. Know. You'll never see it coming, bro. <laughs>
Uh, before we do anything else, I do want to. I, I meant to start off with this. Uh, I, I want to just illustrate why we have the best listeners. Oh, like we do have the best. Li- By the way, again, everyone that's reached out to me, that's texted me, that's emailed me, thanks. Um, Things aren't getting better, but uh, the storm will pass. And I just want to say again, thank you guys all so much. It means so much because we do have the best listeners. Uh, it, and it, it's, it, a, it's amazing. It, for, it's for, really cool. For what you illustrated, and that's a great, that's a better example than what I'm about to do. But uh, you're, you're example, I know what you're about to do, is, actually, which is, is awesome. <laughs> it's heartfelt, and I 100% agree. The most thoughtful, caring, funny at times offensive group of people <laughs> and that's what I love about it it's it's like we've created this family of just misfits and we are <laughs> we are just leading the charge of being misfits don't get me wrong and this is a great example this of how this is awesome i last week we talked about that story in the world of wrestling where Todd Phillips WWE ring announcer not ring announcer uh, color commentary or play by play guy play by play guy he got into some trouble because well he was direct messaging some chick when he's already engaged, saying, hey, I want a four-hour flight, but when I get off the flight, I want to face F the S out of you. Mm-hmm. And, I was, mm-hmm. and we were all How saying, delightful. We're like, there's no way in hell I could ever, 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 to quote the great Chris Jericho, mm, nice, do something like that with my wife. Uh, oddly, no. though, earlier when I was trying to use Steve's phone to find that uh, performance of me singing... I saw a text from Sid to him that said exactly that. <laughs> Wait, look, I didn't even get it. So, um, yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. At first, she sends an emoji that says, "Who hung? Who's hungry?" And then the next thing, right there, says, "I want to face f the blank." Yeah. <laughs> Something about I plan to break your nose using only my backside, or say it was. It was. That's hot. I thought you know, and what was Steve was of course ridiculously offended, and he was like, four hour flight or not, hon? Don't talk to me like that." No, I, I'm actually, I just deleted her contact. <laughs> now I got to figure out a way to kick her out of my house. I, I can't be with I someone I love you, who, sweetheart. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sexually aggressive women? That's terrible. I'm offended. You need to go. You want to do me? No. Um, sorry. So I'm we, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> this is great. We don't have anybody, no guests today. I'm actually very excited about this. We have no... We don't have to worry about anything, man. We just <laughs> do what we want. It's great. I think we're going to have more of these, actually. I've, I've, I've been thinking more about them. I really love it when it's just the three of us. We do get really yeah. good fan feedback on, yeah. on those programs. And we get fan, good fan feedback all the time, but I do notice a lot of the, the ones we get the, 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 oh my God, today's was amazing. Yeah. Like, certain episodes that were just remarkably hilarious. Like the, the first time, the glorious episode. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? People talking about, like, man, I listened to that nine times, you know? Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, he, and he wrestled uh, this past week weekend on NXT, huh? and once that music kicked, the whole crowd <laughs> is just going nuts. It's, so, it's some the, mixed cast fan in the audience, their head just explodes. like, whoa! <laughs> so I, I, I think we're going to trim down a number of guests. I mean, we'll have some people popping in from time to time, like Wyatt's going to be coming by next week uh, to, to unload on us the new single from Wyatt Only in the Records to get ready for uh, your show big show that's June happening 3rd. June 3rd. That's just right around the corner. Jeez. It is creeping up fast. That is nuts. And again, if you're out there and don't have tickets, get them soon. They are vanishing. The last two weeks is always the mad rush, but I've already done um, some preliminary numbers and get your tickets. 
That's good. Yep. That's yeah. a good thing. You can go to Facebook, uh, search Window Pane, our event page. You can get them free of fees. That's something. We'll save you about eight bucks if you go direct. Uh, just, it helps, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's save, you, save you a few bucks. I mean, they're $15 tickets, so if you're buying a pair, the fees on a pair is you know, going to be a little ouchy. So be like another ticket at that yeah, point. Yeah, we'd love to save you the money. So anyway. No, dude, that's not as you new. Know, when I had a spring for those Britney Spears tickets, the third row ones. Like, Sounds like the redhead was worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she should have showed up in my seat for how much. Oh, his eyes just rolled back in his head, ladies and gentlemen, actually. Look, yeah, for the amount yeah. that I spent, I could have got a girl that looked just like Britney Spears to come to our room and do a performance <laughs> for us. That was a little bit more R-rated. But whatever. But, like, yeah, we bought the tickets online, and then the service fee oh, was, yeah. like, the price of great tickets to go to a, a concert here. It's crazy. It's insane. It's, it's completely insane. It's a racket. You know, before we get to this, since we're talking about the window pane and, and your show, just on Saturday, you did do a show with the new originals. I unfortunately was not able to play <laughs> yeah. because I was in Vegas. But, you know, the show must go on. And the rest of you guys soldiered on. But there was an incident. Oh, and God. you can watch the video on the blog at KSW.com. Yeah, Check up. out the blog by Ryan Castle. He posted it up there. It's called... Uh, Thrill spill. Uh, yeah. Thrill <laughs> spill, the show must go on. Please tell me what happened. We have the audio, but I'd like to hear your description before we get to the audio. Well, Steve was in um he was very upset uh, regarding some sort of T-ball thing, which, you know, I loved it. Steve was just riffing and very angry. Uh, it was about a bunch of kids. Their parents took him to the Sounders game, to the T-ball game, and Steve was really up. Oh, I thought he plays T-ball. No, it's just his son does, and I thought it was great. I mean, I didn't be like, dude, you realize you're really, really angry right now over T-ball? I was just like, this is excellent. So I let him really riff on this T-ball thing. I'd imagine you helped like, kind of twi- turn the screen no, a little bit. No, not really. I just kind of tried to hide my smile, because I love Thrill, and he was really, really opening up about it. Oh, I thought you'd be like, hey, man, I just picked up the new record by T-ball, Burnett. I mean, T-Bone. Barnett, my bad. But, so he, he was in this place all night, and by the time we hit stage, he was like, just, man, let's do this. We're going to do it. And he's all amped, and he's really getting himself psyched so up for the show. He's aggressively ready to play. I, yeah. I, you know what so, that's like. Oh, I've been with Thrill. Before we hit stage, he just... But yeah. this is over T-ball. Well, I think I think that was the beginning of gotcha. the avalanche that occurred. So and any sort of thing is just gonna. We hit the stage. Right next thing you know, one kid's using bumpers at a bowling alley, and that's making him mad. Uh, I'll kill those parents. They're not teaching him anything. It you was need to beautiful. Learn. You need to learn how to accept loss. But uh, <laughs> gutterball. Oh, he was just amped and okay. really had himself psyched up for the show, and he had been kind of in that place all day. So when we hit the stage, he was just a fireball, and he and I, he and I were crashing into each other on stage and rocking out and he's screaming in my face and really having a pretty good time. And, uh, and I've seen, I saw the video. And then, yeah, is, me too. He's me beating too. the piss out of his. I oh mean, yeah, and he always does. Like yeah. well, he's a great visually. I love. And also, I mean, he's an amazing bassist, but he's also really visually, intense. he is so much fun to watch because he brings it. Very intense. But yeah. I've never seen. He's a, a slapper of a bassist. For those that don't know, like you know, some bassists use a pick and they just kind of catch the groove. He and just beats the instrument. He's just <laughs> using his hands and he's just pounding. Uh, the occasionally, strings. a right note occurs, but <laughs> when you're watching him perform. It doesn't really matter because yeah, right. it's just a tornado of energy. So right. I mean, the cops were called with how he was beating up his base. Like yeah. that's how intense he was on <laughs> oh, those yeah. base strings. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, after the show, I was like, "Do you have a place to stay tonight?" That's what I asked his base. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so, need a safe space? If you have a safety word. You can find the video, but we, um, you know, we cycled, uh, you know, the mistress of booze on stage. We cycled Joey. our friend Joey on stage to sing, and then um, because we were down, you and we were down, uh, our buddy Brian or Doc. Uh, that sings all the cult songs. You know, we were down a couple performers. So we went, well, what do we know that we can just get through well? So we did Junkhead and Man in the Box to end the set. 
And um, at that point, I was sort of fronting the band, either from the center of stage or over by my pedal board at, at stage right. So it was just me, Kyle Court from Superfecta, Castle on drums, and then Thrill kind of in the middle of the stage as a human tornado. Which is rare for the new originals. <laughs> typically, it's like the Wu-Tang ha- yeah, clan of yeah. cover bands yeah. on stage. Like you, there's you, like 15 people, typically. When you move, move with your eyes open because you, you, you could collide with somebody. <laughs> right. <here>. So um, <laughs> he's just going wild. And we, we crushed Junkhead. I think that went off really well. And then we ripped the man in the box and it was our last song and steve was now he had psyched himself up into a place of pure frenzy mm-hmm. and i'm on stage with him like mm-hmm. whoa man yeah i'm gonna have to get this guy a very strong drink after this and he just is going nuts so i'm singing i'm looking at the crowd and um all of a sudden the drums just stop and i'm kind of like yeah <laughs> so i look back and castle's looking at me like Kind of with this, you know, hands up with sticks in him, like, what am I going to do now? And all I see is one of Thrill's feet sticking straight <laughs> up in the air. It was amazing. And he had <laughs> fallen back. So he had fallen it was backwards. so not graceful. There no, was nothing rock no, and roll no, about he went down. Fall. Like, watch, watching it is just like, doing, doing, oh, there he goes. I mean, this was America's Funniest Home Video level <laughs> of amazing. a fall. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, Kirk, didn't die. it wasn't like Kurt Cobain, right. you know, diving through the drum set. And, ah, right. This was, I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah you know, we're, we're contacting your family. So He's a turtle. I look. <laughs> and I look at Castle, and Castle's like, "Do I even try and continue to play?" Because he had taken dang, out, dang, taken dang. out the floor tom, taken out several cymbals, taken out the bass drums moved like sideways. Oh, he yeah. took out the entire right half of the kit. <laughs> so I'm looking at Castle like, uh, which if you're gonna take out a side of the kit, that is the better side. He's got a snare in his hat. Yeah, <laughs> snare. Really, you could get by with those two instruments. So Castle's kind of like he's giving me that look, and then he's like. Okay, and he just starts playing again, and you know, this all happens really quick, but I'm looking at Steve, and it's not just that he's fallen, but he's fallen through all these microphones and cables, and then the drum set, and the cymbal stands, and and, and, and adjacent hardware. He is tangled in this, it's I'm it's falling. like when a building falls on someone. And I can't yeah. get out. There was no way physically for him to get out of there. Yeah, he was stuck. So, when Castle starts playing again, Thrill just continues to play. <laughs> Legs all akimbo. I mean, it was about as it was the most graceless thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I just turned back to the mic and continued to perform. Now it gets better. None of this was captured on video. Okay. Once I think uh, friends and family will say realize that Thrill was literally trapped in the wreckage of this drum set. Uh, Jeff Rouse from yep. Duff McKagan's Loaded. Um, Bruiser Brody. Uh, <laughs> Bruiser Brody, that's right. Mm-hmm. My buddy Julian, the house sound guy. Um, who else was in on it? About was, wasn't Jen also the mistress of booze? She might have got up there, because I, I, yeah. I can only look briefly. But I think that was it. Basically, yeah. a squadron of people during the song yeah. came on stage and began to unearth Thrill. They're literally <laughs> digging him out <laughs> yeah, of, out of the this rubble. catastrophe. Yeah. And I think they got him back on his feet in time for like the last note of the last Amazing. chorus. You yeah, know? let's listen to how it all sounded. Uh, and again, you can watch the video at KISW.com. Just look for the blog by Ryan Castle called Thrill Spill.
And like the part with Save Me is right when like Kyle who posted the video did a great job of putting like a little like um, like the lyrics of that part of the song on the bottom of the screen as everyone's trying to save him. When we when we uh (laughs) so stupid, it's so amazing. When we ended so mad I missed this. We ended that set. And I went, you know, we are KSW's New Originals. I'm Glenn Cannon. That's Mr. Kyle Court. Ryan Castle on drums. Steve the Thrill Hill on bass and drums. And is back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the whole room just went down. And, oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I talked to, to Julian, the house sound guy, and he was a real sport about it. Like, Yeah, because sound guys don't like when you fall on none the of my None of my oh. mics got damaged. Everything. And I talked to Chase, uh, Chase Culp from Iron Dragon, and I'm like, hey, man, is your kid okay? And he's like, dude, that was great. Everything's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, man, because I just looked at, you know, wow, that's funny. There's several thousand dollars of other people's property involved. I know yeah. when I realized I'm watching uh, the video, I'm like, uh, and I, I panicked. I'm like, those are not Ryan Castle's drums. No, they are. And not. when I saw oh, Ryan this no. morning, him and I were talking about. It. I'm like, Chase was really cool. Thank Julian God. was really. Oh, they were like, dude, that was great. Everything's cool. Thanks for asking. Yeah, you know? that's all they hope is that you give yeah, a crap. But yeah, because I can't. That would be my like. I know when I use my own drums. I intend to hurt those drums. Oh, there's Phil right now. Maybe we could bring him in to tell us what happened. Um, I intend to hurt my own drums. I don't care if they're dented up. I don't care if they're broken. That's just me. But when I use someone else's drums, I am like the most delicate yeah, flower I behind the care. It's other oh, people's yeah. property. Let's get Thrill in yeah. here. Let's well, that stuff's not cheap. You going to grab him? Thrill! Thrill. He's gonna be like, I'm not in the mood. I just came. To, I'm just. I just came from a t-ball so game. We, we were just recapping the show, oh, brother. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Here, dude. Get you on a mic, man. <laughs> so we were just recapping what happened at the new original show. All right. And now, we, we, <laughs> oh, there's audio. We played the audio. Oh, I know, man. Right? It was a. Uh, you know what? The, I can honestly say, like, I did not care. I cared that I fell. You didn't want it. <laughs> but like when I'm down there playing, like. Put it this way, the bass did not disconnect. No, right? they, so you heard like, you're still playing. That was the big thing. I'm like, well, just keep playing. Which is funny because we've played many shows where you've lost your mind on stage and you're jamming and you haven't fallen on anything. But the chord but comes the out, chord, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, <laughs> at least twice a show, typically. Don't think that didn't cross my mind. Like, my ass went through a drum set and you stayed plugged. <laughs> right. But if I walk on stage, the bitch pops out, you know what I mean? It's laying on the... Like clockwork. Almost every show we ever play, your bass chord gets... Guaranteed. To... Guaranteed. No, no, earlier in the set, you did unplug yourself once. See? I did once. I, I stepped on the. Yeah. It wasn't quite as long as I thought, but I, but I made a mental note like just don't walk, you know, to this point. Stay away from Glenn, Whatever. which is a good stay, mental note. Stay away from Glenn. That's a general rule. <laughs> and we were uh, saying this wasn't like a punk rock Kurt Cobain moment where you dove into the drum. It's the most ungraceful. It was. Uh, it was not intentional. I'll tell you what, man. When I saw the video, every time I see it, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> it was amazing. It was <laughs> so great. Because it's just, it looks like the fall you would do if you were filming a movie and you're supposed to fall. Because it was just so comical how I went down. That right leg yeah. sticking Dude, straight right. up in the air so, killed me, man. My leg. To fall backwards and have one leg up, right? And then the goddamn drums come with me. That's yep. part. It blew my mind. Like, you've got to be kidding me. That's why so, he couldn't get up. He was buried under dude, drums God. and mics. and Right. So it's like, I'm just I'm just going to play. You know right. what I mean? Like, just play because you can't do anything yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, what's going dude. on in your head at that moment when you first topple? Like, you, you just, when you're first going back, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. But then when I hit the drums, 
it, oh. part of me was like, well, that's cool because if you're going to do this, it's so epic at this point yep. that yeah. it's gone. Now it's just goddamn funny. <laughs> it's so funny, it's not worth being embarrassed because the drums are on top of him. Like, hey, man, this is good stuff. Like, this is where I am now. Well, there's no way anyone did not find this hilarious. No, oh, the whole crowd went. Yeah. No one crowd popped. They, they all started screaming and cheering, yeah. man. Well, the drum, that's the thing. So the thing about the drums, just understand this, man. So earlier that same day, Castle contacted me. Hey, man. Can we fit my drum set in your car? I'm like, yeah, 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 no worries. Pain in the ass, don't worry about it, though, we'll do it. Then he calls me back and says, well, the headliner said, don't sweat it. I can use his drums. Like, cool. Just one less thing to do, right? No, as a drummer, so then, as I went, right, Every drummer's like, hell yeah. So yeah. as I went to the guy's drum set, I'm like, Oh God! Please, some Adam like f up the. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, it's right. not even Castle's yeah. drum set at this yeah. point, and I'm like, oh God! So that was my main thing. But, but Chase uh, was really cool about it, man. You know, he was he, cool. He I mean, really was. It was unintentional, dude. It's he just, wasn't mad. He was like, dude, that was great. My drums are tough. Don't worry about it. He they was, are some tough drums. Yeah, they are. They took you out. I feel like we can win twenty five thousand dollars on America's Home Funniest Home Video. It was. Yeah, so I've seen it like four times now, and I laugh out loud every time. It's just I watched it, and then I I, I was like I, I yelled at my wife. I was like, "You gotta watch it. Get in here. Come I, check well, this it, out." It bummed me out. Zoom, no one got in. footage of everyone during the song right. coming to dig you out. Oh yeah, because yeah. they straight oh, you dug see, you out, man. You kind of see Jeff Rouse, and it looks like I think it was Jen, the Mistress of Booze. Yeah, Mistress of Booze showed up, and then what, I'm like, "What's going Jeff on in your Rouse, head?" When all of a sudden you look over, and there's the basis for Duff McKagan's loaded Jeff Rouse. Well, it's funny. Like, so Jen shows up first and it's kind of like hey thanks because like there's nothing what's she gonna do how's she gonna get you crap off but i'm (laughs) like let's just keep going and in that moment it's like this is just gonna be rock and roll man you know what i mean if we keep playing this tune then this is cool yeah if we stop playing the tune then this is stupid then you're unprofessional so it's like just keep playing just keep Uh, castle stopped for a minute and he looked at me like well, he looked down at me. It was like, second. "What should I do?" Well, I see him in the video, like, and then finally he's like, "Okay," and just starts <laughs> playing, man. Well, so I was just like, "Keep playing, keep playing." I'm trying, and they can't hear over the noise, but that's what I'm yelling at him, like, "Just, I'm still playing." Like, <laughs> like this is only embarrassing if we stop playing. Yeah, but if we play through the song, then I'm cool. This is just, just another rock here, show, man. <laughs> just another rock show story. Well, that's it. So yeah, Jen comes over, starts pulling stuff on. Then I see Jeff Rouse, and it's kind of like, "Hey, man, <laughs> you want to take my bass and finish the song for me?" I just imagine Thrill like, "Has this ever happened to you, Jeff?" Jeff's just like, "No, no." <laughs> no I know where I'm standing all the time. <laughs> I was feeling good about the show all day. I kept saying that. I'm like, "Man, I just feel amped up." You know what I mean? So through the whole show, I'm jumping around. So the thing. I was happy about. But you were that. beating the piss out of your base. Like, but the whole after show, the dude, fact, you're just fe- like for whatever no, reason that day, just feeling. It. And I kept saying, like, man, I'm. I don't know what it is, but like, I'm ready to do this. I have one goddamn practice. Maybe that's why. Well, I, I mentioned look, that you were pretty, pretty. Your blood pressure had spiked regarding some T-ball. Uh, T-ball incident. <laughs> oh, see, I wasn't going to bring that up because he's got to do a show today. We don't need him it's falling over this, Ryan man. Castle. He again. was not feeling the other parents, man. Like, what happened with the T-ball? My kid wanted to play T-ball. My kid enjoys playing T-ball, which is cool, right? Because you know, kid kids doesn't enjoy like, playing right? T-ball. About half the kids on this team. Uh, <laughs> Are you serious? There's so, no stress of a ball being thrown at you. It's the easiest thing in the world. You would think that. <laughs> I thought so, too, until you witness people hitting the tee, but never the ball. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but like, long story short, kids suck at everything they do. That's uh-huh. it, right? They can't sing. They can't play sports. Most adults do, they too. They can't dance. <laughs> right? You're pretty much summing up Steve Miggs right now. You know, and you're like, all right, man. So he wants to play T-ball, and he's he's as good as a five-year-old can be though. at it because he cares. And it's like one other kid on his team. So anyway, whatever. 
we go to the game, and, and he's excited about it, and he's the only kid from his team that showed up. What? Yeah, only see, goddamn that, kid. Yeah. How does that even work? That's like the most Seattle thing I've ever heard. Dude, and my thing was just this. I said, look, if you're going to, and it was fine because he kind of joined the other team, and because they're little kids, they still had fun. They're, everybody got to bat, field, all this kind of crap. So his day was fine, but I'm like, man, this is an effing team sport, right? So just as a parent, like, look, you may or may not like whatever it is you insisted to sign up for because that's the way kids are. But you're committed to this mm-hmm. because you decided you wanted to do it. And in particular, in a team sport, part of being a team, whether you suck at it or not, is supporting each other, right? I mean, that's that's the point yeah, of a right. goddamn team. So right. my perspective from the other parents, like, what are you teaching your kids, man, if it's like this is a team sport and then you don't even – So now you basically every, taught your kid to goddamn quit. And how did like, every what? kid skip it? Like, and it almost feels like it was like a, like a planned effort by all the other parents. Well, I'm it's telling you, like, up, man, because my thought is this. If my kid beats your kid's ass in school – I'm not going to feel bad because at least he commits to something. You right. taught your kid to be a goddamn quitter. Right? Yeah. And he better use Don't that damn T-ball to hit him with it. My kid's going to punch you with both goddamn hands. This was a deep-seated thing like because we sat and chatted. Law and, and order. That's what my name is, Fist. Thrill was hipping me to all this. And then fast hey, forward. like H-A-T and L-U-V. Two hours later, I run into his wife. And I'm like, hey, darling, how you doing? She's like, let me tell you about this T-ball thing. I'm like, whoa. It was like that, man. It wasn't It wasn't just like they were both really mad. Well, yeah, I would be pissed yeah. not hearing that side of it. Like, if I'm a parent and I bring my kid to them T-ball and the rest of the team's not there, I'm right. like, what the f? It's They're like probably the, all Chuck E. Cheese it's right now. Five year old kids. You know what I mean? It le- like, like I said, make them commit. They're your mm-hmm. goddamn kids. These are the things you teach them. And I'm saying this. I'm a mm-hmm. piece of ass. But at least <laughs> I know enough. Like, if you got a kid. Than be a goddamn parent, you know what I mean? I'm a horrible human being, but I try to be a decent parent because <laughs> that's the deal you made. Right? I had sex. This happened, right. and I'm taking responsibility for twice. this unforeseen <laughs> conclusion <laughs> to at drink least lots twice. of tequila. Yeah. But the deal with that is, like, at least be a decent parent. You can be an s bag the rest of the time, but like, yeah, bring your kid to t ball. Yeah. Yeah, bring your effing kid to t ball. That's all. Yeah, that pissed me so, off. So uh, that's man. what I was saying. Your blood was up at the beginning of the day. Oh, yeah. So by the time you hit the stage, T-ball man makes you oh, that rock and roll. How funny so, no, he was like, "I'm ready to do this." I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be good, man." I'm freaking out because the T-ball. That's what happens, parents. I'm telling you, man. I crashed your drum set. Are you proud now? <laughs> I just like the, the, the adversity of both your child and yourself. Your son has adversity of the T-ball incident. What does he do? He figures out a way to let it keep going, and, and the show must go on. <laughs> right. Man. And dad later on that right. night. I mean, Team player. I didn't stop playing. <laughs> right. I didn't goddamn stop playing. The show must go on. If I were their kid, their parents would have pulled me off stage. <laughs> I wouldn't even have made the goddamn show. <laughs> the rest of the new originals wouldn't have shown up. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's you would have been, been me. Sorry, Steve. Sounders yeah. match. Hey, go man. get him, buddy. Yeah, go play bass. <laughs> and I missed the Sounders match to go to the T-Ball. The T-Ball oh, game started at 3.30. Sounders. If you ask me what I'd rather do, there's no question. One serves beer and I yell. The other one I just yell, right? So, and drink from a flask. I was going to say. <laughs> but again, the kids don't see it. That's what good parenting is. It's not about you being a decent human being. It's what your kids don't know about you, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the truth, man. <laughs> that's the stuff you share with your kids are 30. I giving parenting advice to three men who don't have children. All I mean, I have a dog. Is, I have like, a cat. All they have to do is not know the truth about you, and that's a good start, man. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a really good you know what I mean? Like, I don't do effing homework. 
I was always know where the bass drum four is. Four times, dude. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to tell him. Tell him that, that when you're 30, man. Oh, yeah. When, when, I, get I, older. when I was about 30, my dad was like, let me tell you. And I was like, oh, that explains so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what I knew was that my dad had been in the Navy and he acted like a military guy. And this is, I mean, my whole life. And that's just how I equated it. It's about two years ago. My mother goes, did your father ever tell you why he was in the Navy? I'm like, I figured he just wanted to join. And he, he has this look on his face where he clearly did not want It's to. not delighted that this topic came up. <laughs> right. she, his option was he could go to jail or join the military. Uh, like, what? Nice. <laughs> All this S you gave me, he was like in a high-speed chase with the cops. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you kidding me, dude? I think he was like 19 or something. And so. that was they gave him the ultimatum. Yeah, well, the way it worked Basically. out, so he grew up in Texas, he's a black dude, and he's like, dude, Texas, if you're a black dude in Texas at that time, yeah, good it was like being a black dude in Texas now. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but it's, it's like a, I guess he was speeding, but an unmarked car was trying to pull him over, he thought it was like just hillbillies wanted to beat his ass, because uh-huh. that wasn't out of the realm of possibility. So he's like, Jesus. I lay on the gas, man, and he's like, so I'm blowing down the street, now this car's right behind me, and it's like, I mean, they're going all through Houston. I mean, it's like Hawaii 5-O-S, you know wow. what I mean? Like, all these cop cars get involved, and now he's like, in his mind, he thought the cop cars are chasing it just because he's speeding, but he's like, I'm trying to get away from these guys and beat my ass. But they weren't going to beat his ass. Uh, they were just cops that were initially going to pull him over for speeding. So long story short, he finally gets pulled over. They arrest his ass. He explains his situation. They believe him, but they still want to punish him, and that's why he joined the Navy. <sighs> And I'm looking at him wow. like, bitch, please. Wow. Because if I had known that when I was growing up, right. I'd have been a much worse kid. Yeah, right? Yeah, because I, mean, I always just thought, military man. You're thinking like an altruistic reason yeah. behind why he did it. And yeah. Like, no, he just didn't want to go to jail. Because he's patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> he loves our country. Not a goddamn felon. Like, are you, <laughs> like really, man? I was like, okay, I don't remember that. Is, but that's what I mean. I didn't know that about That's him. Astounding. He knew that about don't him. Don't feel bad, man. My father was involved in a high-speed chase as well <laughs> on a Harley-Davidson. Dad, oh. My dad used to drag race him, and right. uh, I love this story. He finally was like, it, his brain went, I'm on a motorcycle, and he took off through a golf course to get away from this cop. Sure, why not? Cop followed him in a car out across the golf course. <laughs> Duke's a hazard ass right here. No, but that's right. what, I love the way my dad oh, tells the story because he's like, at one point, I looked, you know, I'm trying to navigate my bike and I look down and there's a very clear shadow of me on the left and a very clear shadow of me on the right. Cop was going to run him over. Cop was so fed up chasing him, he was going to run him over. <laughs> At that point, Dad said he let off the throttle and put his hands up with the bike still rolling. Cop was going to run him down. Oh, yeah. So you're not the only one with a father who's been in a high-speed chase. When did he tell you this? I was probably 23 or 4. Yeah, I was like 40 goddamn times. <laughs> 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 like, like, ah, he held out on you, man. He would have never effing told He would have never told me. Happy bro. Father's Day. Happy for Mom. Not for mom, right, yeah. dude? If yeah. you would have never said a guy. Thanks, mom. Yeah. I, I was like, sorry, like that. My <laughs> Thank kids, you, Mrs. Man. Hill. Like, you just, you don't need to know. That's amazing. You don't need to know any goddamn thing. I get it, man. My dad once did 65 and a 60, man. It was crazy. Total <laughs> <laughs> rebel. Only takes five mile an hour over, man. You know, that could be as much as three points. I mean, he might have gotten pulled over for all we know. He didn't, but mom told me about this. It was crazy. Because the cop drove by him. Yeah, my respect level went down after I found that out. I pull you over, but, <laughs> but I'm going 70. Like every goddamn body else. (laughs) Yeah, so that was Saturday. Great show, though, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it was, like, it was, it was, it was a good show, dude. If we it's going to happen, man. happening on the last song is the perfect time for it to happen. So all of this is going through my mind as I'm laying there. Like, 
it's the last song. Yeah. I think we've pretty much crushed it as much as we're going to what? Where they practice and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, this was just fun and loose, man. That was cool, man. You know what I mean? The crowd was cool. Had a great hang after. I How mean, was, it, was, uh, it was a good night. How's man. Iron Dragon? Oh, killer. They're always killer. Yeah. You went up there and did uh, did you do kicks? No, no. Thank God, because I hadn't Those studied. Kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hadn't studied. Um, kicks. Well, Steve and I were hanging outside the venue for a good half hour after the show, just BSing and decompressing, because I think both of us were full of adrenaline, rage, yeah, and alcohol. <laughs> right. You put it all together. Great combo. So there's like anyone that walks, you know, there's the, the, the stage door empties out into that alley, which yep. is just a few feet from the street, but I think anyone that probably walked by that alley were like, those two guys are going to fight. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were back like, man, let me tell you that we hug it out. Man, you know, like, no one would come near us, man. <laughs> they were going to do that cover with Glenn on stage, but he's yelling at a man outside about <laughs> yeah, a black man. Glenn and Thriller getting into it. Yeah. What? No, no, that's... That's just how they express That's themselves. Yeah, I haven't I'm seen a man yell at a black man like that since I was in Texas. Join <laughs> <laughs> the Navy, you're going to jail, son. <laughs> yeah, that was a good night, man. It was. It was a really good, good night, time. man. Much like good. Friday night, I I needed that. My Saturday was equally as challenging as my Friday, so I, I needed that, man. You know, it felt really like that did. kind of show, though, man. Like everyone, it was did. Just... It did. There's nothing better when you're having kind of a mental breakdown to be able to play your instrument. Yeah. I remember there doing is, that. Pain, remember that there was a, we, we, New Originals did a show at Painting Grass. I think it was before you were with us. This is when we were really, really, really bad. <laughs> and I think <laughs> we opened up for Puddle of Mud at Painting the Grass oh God, in right. Tacoma. And then oh, yeah. my then girlfriend, no longer with, ex-girlfriend, that she's dead. They're no longer with us. They'll, like, never, they'll never find the body. Wow. When the relationship ends, they're dead yeah, to they're me. They're dead to you. Yeah, right. they are. Unless they want to have sex again. But so <laughs> she Funny. How that works. Drunk and pissing me off, and I was so mad during that show. I kicked over my drums and I took the floor tom. And this is the floor tom that <laughs> Castle had to now put. I eventually he bought right. it off of me and had to use duct tape to keep it together. I had the, the floor tom in my and there's a video somewhere. I had to me. dig human teeth out of it. So, <laughs> I was like the I was like the kid in the Lord of the Flies, and the stage was the fat kid, and I had a rock in my hand, but there was a, a floor tom. Oh crap! Sorry guys, I forgot to order Jimmy John. <laughs> It got oh, here no. too fast, man. Uh, no, what's the thing? Was it about the fat kid that made you think about Jimmy John's? Kind of. Yeah. Like a fat kid eating. Ouch! What'd you get? What'd you get? Uh, Bootlegger? The Slim 3 with extra meat, and I don't know if that's the uh, tuna. Extra the meat. Do you rock the pickle? No. No? He doesn't like what? vegetables. I don't want any... God, I just want my sandwich. <laughs> I just want my sandwich. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now, man. Pickles. Oh, a huge jar. <laughs> I'm gonna leave a pickle on just your Just be stomach. careful. There's a bass drum outside. Be careful of it. Yeah. All right. All right. Love you, brother. See you, thrill. See you Steve, the thrill hill, ladies oh, and gentlemen. I got a tornado. I had the bass, the, the floor tom over my head, and I just chucked it on the on the stage out of Damn. anger. Bent it, dented it up, and I was just so mad. See, I. It's, it's interesting, man. I think um, because I've spent most of my life in various phases of poverty, um, I'm really careful about, and I've learned to control my temper quite a bit over the years, but I'll, I'll share this story with you. Um, I'm really careful about what I am willing to damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because even in a fit of rage, I know that that costs twenty seven fifty. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I need that in my I life. Was working on, <laughs> I was working on my Impala. I didn't have a garage at the time, so I was parked in this YWAC. Y, what's the woman's one? YWCA? Yeah. Parking lot. And my wife, bless her heart, Tawny, was helping me. And it's uh, 
mechanical fuel pump. So there's this little thing down on the side of the the engine block, and it, it drives this rod off of one of the lobes on the cam, and that's how the fuel pump works. And this thing had failed, and I was having a hell of a time getting it off of there, and just and then I drop a wrench, and you know, it got to a point where I was starting to lose my mind because it was it ended up it should have been a very simple job, and it was turning into just a mother. And so I'd come up out of there and I'd cock my fist and my teeth are clenched and all I could see was that big, shiny, beautiful chrome Edelbrock air cleaner. And I was just, uh, my brain was like, turn it into aluminum foil. And the fist would come back and then I'd be like, money. And I'd stop. This happened about five times where I'd come up and the last time, like the fifth or sixth time I came up, I looked at that air cleaner and my brain went, you know, 37.50. And so not an option. And then my view turned, and the next thing I saw was my wife. My brain went, not an option. (laughs) But behind her was a wall. The wall of the Y. This is the story of how I beat up the YWCA building. (laughs) So I ran screaming at that wall. Now, because I'm a guitarist, I've learned a long time ago, my right hand. If you look look at my knuckles on my right hand, they're almost all scar tissue. I know better than to use my hands because I'll break my hands or break my wrists. Head first. So, using my forearms, elbows, Ah, and knees. Like an MMA fighter. I beat the S out of the side of that building while screaming at the top of my lungs. That's good stress relief. I'm pretty sure, sadly, the blood came from me, not the building. I'd like to think the building bled. (laughs) Oh, it did. But I'm pretty sure that I bled. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I did what I always do. I turned to my wife and went, I'm sorry. I feel better now. And then I walked over. Of course, everything's throbbing and oozing blood, you know? And then I went to work, and every so often I'd look up at her, and her lips were just tightly pursed. And I'd just go back to work. I'd look up. Her lips were tighter. Her face is quivering a little bit. And finally, I'm like, okay, let it out. And she cracked up laughing. (laughs) You idiot! You just attacked a building! Do you know what you look like? What's wrong with you? And you know what? I didn't break something. I gotta give her props. (laughs) She did not, she held her laughter because she knew that I was just, she held her laughter. Oh, the wife has laughed at me when I've been in that rage. Oh, that's the worst! Because, and and I know that Yeah, my wife doesn't know how to trim it down. She just will laugh at me in my face. I can't take that. And See, I if I get laughed at when I'm mad like that, you could be the building. Oh, I, I can't handle it. We all got a sandwich! I'm running up there. I'm like, did it show up? She's like, well, yeah, because they're freaky fast. I'm like, all right, bitch, just... Miles paid for it. I just had to give him the money. <laughs> Thank you, Miles. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing up that fat kid. <laughs> Enjoy your sandwich. I will. I will. Nice tidy conclusion there. He doesn't know it, but I called and uh, kind of... Uh, uh, just change, turn, turn it into a pickle. It's a, it's a whole bag full of pickles, man. <laughs> He's gonna come in here and throttle me like that drum set. He's gonna Dude, beat next you with time the he orders a Jimmy John, and we gotta get in cahoots with Ted and Miles. They share an office together, and when he does order Jimmy John's, we have to immediately call as well and order a bag of pickles and tell <laughs> our front desk gal, whether it be Destiny or the other gal, switch them out when he gets here. Is there a way to maybe hide a pickle a day in one of his desk drawers, see how long it takes him to stab someone with a pen? He has such an anger towards vegetables. He hates vegetables (laughs) so much. What I love about Steve, though, or Thrill, I should say, just so there's no confusion. What do you love about me, though? There's a lot I love about (laughs) you, but a lot of people are really intimidated, and he and I talk about that. A lot of people are really intimidated by him because he's a very intense guy. And Mm -hmm. he's very loud. And he can get loud, and I've seen him legitimately angry. There was a night here one night where I don't know what went on, but I think I was- Dude. Here for that, yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just look at him and go, that's my friend. And he, I've never... It's because we surround ourselves with crazy people. Yeah. yeah honestly, I'm just seems like, normal. Dude. Right. And you're just like, yeah, that's what... I mean, that's I'm smart enough on. not to try and hug him when he's in a fit of rage, but yeah, I'm not right. going to run either. I'm just going to stand there with my hands in my pockets and wait for him to make eye contact so I can be like, you need a beer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've like, been at Studio 7. He's I remember a great being, guy. being tucked in the back room and he was not having a good day and I'm just sitting there... And other people were staying away from us because like, the leave. body language. Yeah. And people were like, when I went to get up to go to bed, they're like, you okay? I'm like, yeah. It's they're my like, friend. Yeah. Like, what, what, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I, what, did it look like we were having a bad time? I was just talking and listening. <laughs> I was very entertained. I had something like that happen this weekend because we were doing a board game thing for charity and I was trying to keep cool about it because I hated this Because you're a game. nerd rager. Yeah, and I am. And I was like, it was at the end of this game, it was lasting an hour and a half and I was pissed because I just wanted it to be over. It finally ended and I just got up and I was like, I'm done, I'm out. And I went because I had to go to the bathroom. So I come back and I come back and one of the, one of the little itty bitty uh, uh, ladies was there. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just had to pee. She's like, you look really mad. I was like, well, I was a little mad, but I wasn't really mad. I was okay. And it's just like, no, you looked really, really, really mad. We had to make sure that you were going to be fine. I'm like, we yeah, called security okay. yeah. and okay, a therapist. Yeah, I think I'm fine. She's like, okay, if you need anything, let me know. I was like, oh, crap. I'm okay. that guy. You yeah. were that guy. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That's always the and worst. And I tried not to be. That was the worst. Well, I, like I said, I've, I've tried to train myself over the years because I used to do the thing where I'd have like you know a van full of Tawny's friends. Like I, actually, this is a, when her and I first started dating. It was literally Tawny was sitting shotgun and a bunch of her friends who I was just meeting in my van, and I was having difficulty finding a parking place, and I was trying to get into this rather tight parking place, and I did what I do. I went, God, mm-hmm. sort of punching the ceiling of the van, bam, 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 bam. And then I parked the van and went, sorry about that, everyone. I feel a lot better now. <laughs> Everyone's cleaning out their shorts. Oh, yeah, man. Their eyes are huge. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Tawny, he's a psycho. And she, no, he's really nice. No, he's going to kill you. Yeah. That's the <laughs> way. It would have great yeah. if you turned around and all goes, who's paying for parking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and they're I, all whipping out 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the change. Keep the change. But I've, I've we'll really, buy your vehicle for you. When I started realizing <laughs> that I was making other people genuinely nervous. Yeah. And then at one point, you know, this is early in Tony and I's relationship, and I mean, I would never, but she brought up one time, you know, there are times when I'm physically afraid of you, and I went, oh. Yeah, that's a wake-up yeah. call. Okay. Yeah. And I began to really start to govern and manage my my temper, because I'm a big guy, and I guess when I flip out, it can be very ugly, and I would never hurt her, and she knew that. Mm-hmm. But when she told me, you know, there, there are times, and I'm like, oh, God. So, you know, I've come I've come a long that way. Was, that was a conversation you know? in our like a few years into our relationship where my wife finally like just, you know, sometimes I would get upset, same kind of a thing and just kind of rage, not at her, but she'd be in the room as I'm right. yelling. Right. And she just said, "Look, I know you're not going to do anything, but like you you do scare me when you get that angry." And that was like the, hearing those words come out of my wife yeah. and seeing the look on her face like you scare me like was the ultimate wake up call to mm-hmm. where like I, mean, I still have moments where I might call like a certain driver a C word and she rolls her eyes yeah. but like it doesn't get to the point where I'm like screaming and banging the steering wheel well, the thing where, like this... I'm pretty chill now and I have I, I have no one to thank but her for that because of that moment. Same thing, man. Yeah. And it's it's this is someone that you would die to protect. Right. So you never expect to hear that individual individual say, There are times when I feel threatened by you physically. I'm oh. afraid of you. Yeah. Because you're That's you're, a wake up call. It's a gut wrencher. Yeah, your yeah, internal really, self really goes, is. What? Yeah. Of anyone on the planet. 
I'm the last person you should ever be afraid of. It really, it'll, it'll jerk you into a different reality. Yeah, you don't like look and go, you shouldn't be afraid of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you scared of me. Ah! <laughs> I'm a harmless individual. I just need to get this off my chest. I'm jack. feeling much better now. Why are you so scared of me? <laughs> and where's my Jimmy Johns? Hey, where's my Jimmy Johns? <laughs> no pickles. You know what I love is like, I was about to tell everyone why we think they're the most awesome listeners ever. Let's cycle back to that. 40 <laughs> minutes later. Oh, geez. Yeah, we did have that, right? Let's cycle back to that. Let's do that right now. So, so, or circle. I don't know what's happening. Sure, why not? Maybe not a good uh, transition to go into a man who was telling a woman that he was hanging out with that he's going to face blank the uh, S out of her. Do you think she felt threatened? I can't believe it. I think she kind of... So we jokingly, Actually, one of her responses, I, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's... Yeah, kind of no, Yeah, the responses oh, were amazing. Dude, so of course we throw it out there as a goof. I'm like, I wonder if any of our listeners would... Send that message that Todd Phillips, the guy from the WWE, sent to uh, a mistress. Which the message was, I'm going to face F the blank out of you uh, in four hours. Something along those lines. Gotcha. So. Jesus. Not only did we get one, not only did we get two, uh, we got three. They sent photos. There's a photo. Oh, we got four. Yeah. Oh, we've got screenshots. Four. Yeah, like, I, I knew the ones that you sent. To, I think I sent three of them to you. Yeah, I only four. saw one. Of course, I've been dealing with a lot. I only saw the oh, one. There was, there was uh, three pictures on that email that I sent or that text. Uh, I didn't <laughs> get to see all that. Well, that's, that's good. Okay. Then well, I get to enjoy them. it now here live. All right. So the first one, <laughs> first one. I, you know, I'm going to save the the best for last. Okay, <laughs> my man. Yeah, right. right? Let's yeah. start off with. He's good at this. He's done this before. That's a tease. This one came in. Uh, <laughs> this guy, he said, "This is why I love my wife." That was the text, and it's a screenshot. So amazing. From as <laughs> on on his phone, her name is One Wifey. <laughs> That's cool. That way, I guess she's first in the the list of contacts. Oh, good. Or call. maybe he has a two wifey and a three wifey. Or um, yeah, it's Seattle. You never know. Maybe he's Mormon and he mm-hmm. has five. That's mm-hmm. a good point. So one wifey, apparently, he feels more comfortable <laughs> sharing this stuff with. So he writes her, "When I get home, I'm going to f the s out of you." Her response: "Oh yeah, ha ha ha." His response: "Yeah." <laughs> she writes. It's the best response ever. Ha ha, I think I will be probably busy mowing the lawn or whatever, LOL. <laughs> Shut him down. Well, so, that's that's cute, but... You can go and F yourself. <laughs> a, props that you she handled that like a champ. B, props, and Rev, I think you would agree to this. It's really cool that your wife is mowing the lawn. I was going to say, yeah. man. Dude, Jesus Christ. Christ. My wife has allergies. I don't get that. Uh, my, I, my wife is amazing because she will help weed whack that bitch. Oh, I'm so... I, oh, my God. It's talking about rage right now. It's just my blood is boiling because of I having to deal with this stupid You're making ass, me uncomfortable. I really, really <laughs> hate this lawn. Red, like, do I, not step backwards. There's mine's a mine's an obstacle course with low-hanging branches, and I have to duck and crawl and move. And Ours? If I end up not getting thrown out of that place, I told you guys, and I mean it, I'm taking a chainsaw to half that you, property. Just turn into AstroTurf. Make I want to pave it and paint it green. Just, yeah, yeah. Just concrete it, paint it green. I... I hate lawns. I Dude, hate them. That was, hate you them. are not alone, sir. That was the major, the number one reason why I was so adamant about it. Because when we moved into our home, it was a new house development. Lots of options. You got one the without house, a lawn? It has a front lawn. But because it's on the show side of the development, the homeowner's fees pays for the oh, landscaping oh. to get done. You're so amazing. they mow the That's lawn. That's amazing. When they told me Isn't that. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is Isn't amazing. That, I wish I had my computer with me. I forgot it today. Isn't that amazing? I thought today was Monday, not Tuesday, until I realized, <laughs> oh no, it's Tuesday. 
Well, I asked the the, 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 the the people there, I'm like, so is that, do right? they, they mow the lawn everywhere? And he's like, no, just on the show side. I'm like, we got to get this house. Done. So when we had issues- Can you mow a little lightning bolt into mine, man? I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Give it to Jim Do a little Jameson. fade off to the side yeah, there. So when like, we were potentially not going to get that house because of some issues, as we it seemed like a lot of us have dealt with, with homes, buying a house, they were like, well, don't worry about it. There's- they're building houses like crazy. And I looked at my wife and I looked at ones. our real estate agent, which is our, my dad and father-in-law. And I'm like, no, this is the house we need to get. The one I don't have to mow. And they're like, well, why? I'm like, I do not want to mow a lawn. Dude. This means a lot to me. So like, we really went through all energy and exhausted. That's all, rad though. And it's a great, every Wednesday, I see a bunch of people outside of my house, trimming the trees, mowing the lawn, it, it, replacing it only, the bark around the, like the plants. Man. It increases oh, my amazing. respect for Steve, only increases my respect for Steve that part of his dream home, it wasn't the two car garage, it wasn't the third bath. No. Someone's going to come mow the lawn. Yeah. Right. I love you, brother. Because I might. You head- are all things man. <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, my, my, what's the big deal? I'm like, we're going to pay for a homeowner's fee regardless. Because people have to pay this damn HOA fee and don't get their lawn mowed. You better believe I want to get all the amenities. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was pumped about that. So that's like I, when my wife talks about potentially moving to a, like, she's, and I agree with her. Like, we love our development so much that we would move to a bigger house in the development Stay, because yeah. we love the development. It's quiet, even though it's big. It's Tony quiet. said your place was beautiful. I, you know, Winter Pains right. guitarist Tony mm-hmm. went down and did yep. a bunch of painting for Steve and said, and he was like, dude, man, he's got a gorgeous house. I understand why he bought down there. And yeah, He said chill. it was beautiful, man. Yeah. yeah and I, and Sounds the, like you're in a great area. And I'm sure he noticed how beautiful the lawn is and it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> dude, mine right now, it looks like, it looks like that first uh, haircut you give to a child and the child <laughs> yep. won't stop moving. It's like parts of it is just it's just sticking straight up because I have to right now because it's been so rainy this like entire like I don't know last year or so uh-huh. uh, I have to weed whack it first to shorten it so I can uh, cut it yeah and so I've got yeah, one spot that. where you can play horseshoes or like bocce ball or something and then everything else is just an absolute train when wreck. I try. I never want to be that neighbor, right? And mostly, I'm for, for the to, most yeah. part, you can't even really see my house. But my adjacent neighbor, um, his yard's always perfect. He has a teenage son that does that for him. But I, with my schedule, and then when it rains, and then I'm off, but it's raining, and then I'm never off, and then I have to go and do and run. So I try to keep my yard cool, but even now, it, it's it's not ridiculous. Oh, mine is. But it needs mode. But it's not. Right. I'm, I'm not ashamed yeah. yet, yeah. but I'm getting there. Friday, I spent like six hours going off and on doing some other stuff. Yesterday, it was another same thing off and on between just, you know, dick and oop, uh, messing around. That's fine. You can say that. You didn't say it in a sexual way. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't it just in a sexual like way. Yeah. Doing just all of these different things. It was just so or like. Maybe it was. Spending the entire point- time doing it. I'm just like, I want to hire someone, but I don't want to pay for them to have to go through it the, this first time. Right, because it's going to be a pretty penny. Yeah, it's going to be at least a hundy. I just know it. I just know it. And, and then, like, I remember uh, I used to do that at the Linwood house. I've, I get to that breaking point. I'm like, F it. I'm going to hire someone. And I'm like, all right, now that it's fixed, I'm never going to let it go again. Yeah, right. I, and, and then yeah, right. Yeah, four months go by, and I'm like, that. crap, i got to do this <laughs> again. I'm at a point now where, I mean, just even my job is killing me, you know, um, but 
I'm going to be out there at 2 in the morning with a bunch of floodlights on, because I have all kinds of floodlights to work on cars at midnight, and I'll be out there mowing the lawn at 2 a.m., the neighbors will be like, is that a lawnmower? <laughs> and then I can be like, yes, my schedule only allows. I'm doing this for you people. Right. You want a nice house? Yeah. You want a nice property level to go yeah, up? I'll be out there in a the bathroom. <laughs> That's what you get, bitch. <laughs> you know what's funny is that... No- <laughs> We're not as impressed by the fact that he was able to get away with asking his wife to be face blind. She mows the lawn. We, yeah. we hyper focused on the found fact a that keeper, she, man. Right. Not only is she a keeper for very being very cool about the fact that you texted that to her, but she's mowing the lawn. You better do the laundry or something like that to I, kind of balance I, that. I say you give up on I two do. wifey, three wifey, four wifey, and five wifey. <laughs> just stick with one wifey. That's right. She's she's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, we got another one. Uh, this one. I just love seeing how this go. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Oh, my goodness. All right. He, at 11.31 in the morning, I'm going to face blank the S out of you. Her response, whoa, whoa. Next text. So that was just one text. <laughs> then she follows it up by going, unless you want your S bit, you better watch how you talk, LOL. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's the one I that saw. One, yeah, that one made me laugh. Then she sends another text. Why isn't he not replying at this point? <laughs> Did you really mean to send that to me, LOL? Next text. It's like she's thinking this through. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, her next <laughs> text says, I dig it. That's the one I saw, and I was like, keeper. Yeah, right. Then he responds, ha, 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 makes cast challenge to see what the response would be, LOL. Her response LOL, seriously? Got my hopes up for nothing? (laughs) His response, OMG, this is going to be good. It was. I feel like we might have helped bridge the gap between husband and wife on some of these. I wonder how much uh, face uh, effing Mm. went on. (laughs) Next one comes from Alex. This was actually the first one that I received. And this was the one that made my day. Like like I said, we have the best listeners. The fact that not one, not two, not three, but four dudes... Did, did this. this. It's insane. And I'll, I'll have to get back to these guys. Uh, I definitely want to send all of you guys shirts for doing this. I mean, you, you all earned it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I just got to track down some shirts, and I'll get them your way as soon as... And I'll, I'll have to shoot you guys if a text with, to find out what your address is and your size. Oh, don't worry. We'll get to that one, Glenn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I blew up the I'm picture. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, it's, it's, it's worth getting distracted <laughs> for. It's another man's wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's not his wife. Oh, cool. Uh-oh. Yeah, but we'll get to that. she? Oh, you'll find out. Uh, this one comes from Alex. He writes, I swear this was the longest two minutes ever. You guys are awesome. You make the work week slightly more bearable. And uh, and then he was hoping that we'll sign the shirt when we do send him one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah, we'll definitely do that. We'll have Thrill dribble some pickle juice on it for you, bro. <laughs> so he writes... It's so simple and awesome. He sends his lovely lady, Molly. I'm going to face blank, face blank the plank out of you. Her response, is that a song? <laughs> <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite one of the bunch from Blaine. Blaine sends us, hey, I'm a big fan of the Migscast, especially because you guys are all about treating each other well and spreading positivity. Listening to the cast yesterday, I knew right away one of my chicks... One of my chicks One of. would be down if I said, I'm going to face blank the blank out of you. So I sent the text to the other one. Attached <laughs> is a screenshot from today and a pic of the girl. I'm a 29-year-old, uh, I'm a 29-year-old single full-time dad without time to date. So I specifically go straight to the explicit talk because really, 
I'm only interested in getting physical. I respect this guy's game. Yeah, right. If they respond well, then I know she's going to be around. Uh, she's going to be the one to keep around. Annie, the girl from the pick, is 21. Very lively, LOL. Appreciate you guys. And the subject of his email was, my friends with benefit loves the face blank. Ha ha. (laughs) So he writes to her. Her name is Annie. I'm going to face blank the blank out of you. Annie, are you okay? Her response, yes, daddy. Jeez, Annie, get your gun. His response. Oh, man. It gets better. Oh, jeez. That's a good slut. Oh. Congratulations. Wait, wait, wait. Does she know we're reading this, I wonder? I don't think she cares. Okay, just continue. <laughs> Her response to that's a good slut. I'm your dirty slut. Winky face. Oh, winky face. And then he sends us a picture. She can email me at Glenn at MiggsCast. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, uh, Blaine. High five to you, because not yeah. only did you find a girl that plays along really well, but she is a hot chick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Glenn. No, she's hot, man. All right, now let's this, is, this is an audio high five, Blaine. <laughs> Send that over to the ref. He hasn't yeah, seen that yet. see that picture. Oh, sorry, dude. Bogarting There's it. pickle juice on it now. Yeah, right. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's she, a neat tattoo, she's too. Yeah, she's got a tattoo there on her thigh. Yes, daddy. Could right. be the best response ever. Oh man, she has sheets that match her tattoo. I mean, Annie, I think. <laughs> I think Annie, it's okay. Oh, she okay? Hey, Annie, are you okay? She better than okay. Congratulations on that, Blaine. Yeah, Blaine wins. Yeah, I mean they all win. They're all getting shirts, but Blaine really wins. Congratulations, guy. Started a little tickling, then we moved on to some. Whoa! <laughs> you get a sense of that. She said, yes, daddy. I told her she's a good slut. She said that. I'm your dirty slut. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? It's the Migs cast calling. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? It's the Migs cast calling. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? It's the Migs cast calling. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Do you really call him daddy? <laughs> it's the Migs cast calling. Annie, you okay? You okay? You okay, Annie? Annie, you okay? You okay? I forgot how much I love Alien Air Farm. You've been smacked by a smooth single dad. <laughs> yeah, that is actually band? smooth as F. Alien Ant Farm. I remember this one song from them. You remember this one? Is this movies? Yeah, that's the, uh, the second song, and I, I listened to it once. I was like, this is terrible. Oh, I love this band. Really? Although the bassist, so you know, when everyone was like, hey, like which people have come in the studio have been the jerk? I really only have a couple people I could think of. The basis of Alien Ant Farm, complete prick. Really? Wow. Comes in demanding bagels. And I swear it took everything in my power to be like, looking at you, sir, I think you should lay off the bagels. <laughs> he was the uh, stereotypical fat bassist. And you weren't like, not are, the body are, are you kidding, man? Not, yeah. But I was like, and he was like, and he was upset about it. Like he Where kept, are my bagels? He kept bringing it up. Like it wasn't like a funny joke. He's like, wow, you guys don't have bagels for us? Him and Brian Setzer from the Stray Cats. Brian Setzer was a really? D. Oh. Bro, one of, my, one of the guys I used to work with, Tony Marigi, he did the overnights oh, uh, yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stuck around. 
He's a huge Stray Cats fan, as was I at the time. That's all over now. So Brian came in with the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Granted, makes sense. Band that did very well for themselves. We had them perform. It was really cool. The whole tr- trumpet section outside in the hallway of the end downstairs because we couldn't fit them in the studio. Like it was a undertaking to make this happen, but it was really awesome to have them all perform. Well, Tony's like really jacked. Like he's like a huge fan of Brian Setzer, mainly of the Stray Cats, but loved the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Brought a bunch of vinyl, Stray Cats vinyl, and he's like, "Hey, can you sign this?" And he starts signing and just starts laying into him. He's like, "You know, I." Just went platinum. I have a hit single with the Brian Setzer Orchestra, and all you effing care about is the Stray Cats. And I was like, wow, man. Simmer down there, buddy. Like, nobody's doubting, like, nobody's goofing on your new band. And in fact, we're playing the song, and we all like the Brian Setzer Orchestra. It's a really cool band. But we really want to geek out a little bit it's about just this. some for legacy a little material. Bit. You did this too. Right. Th- this is what put you on the map. This gave you the opportunity to try something different than what most people do at the time. I mean, the big band thing was just starting to blow up with the big bad voodoo daddy and the cherry poppin' daddies. But really, I mean, Brian Setzer kind of set the tone. Absolutely. you're like, man, you're really going to get upset and give a guy a hard time about the fact that he wants a straight straight cat's record signed? Yeah, he's really going to cherish those autographs now. I wouldn't. I would have thrown the damn record away. I hear you. Or maybe put it on eBay to get a couple dollars. There you go. That's the move, yeah. (laughs) That's a good slut. I'm your dirty slut. Yeah, it, but when you say it, Steve, like that, <clears throat> kind of took me out of it right there, buddy. Yeah, it's more really? of a Yogi's Cave vibe with you, dude. Oh, how about that's a good slut? I'm your daddy slut. A little bit better. Okay, a little bit much better. <laughs> well, congratulations, you guys. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, Goodness another gracious. example. Well done. Very courageous. <laughs> we don't we don't say that we have the best Seriously, listeners. The yeah. Plus, yeah. Very courageous. They did something I would not do. Like, I, no. Right, like, and we mow said their lawns? <laughs> yeah, what would you rather that do? Too. Would you rather mow the lawn, or if somebody said, hey, I'll mow your lawn, but you've got to send this text to your wife? Oh. You ass. Hey, <laughs> if, you, if you send her that text, I'll mow your lawn. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. I can't do it. I would rather mow the lawn. I right, just bro. can't But she do listens it. to the podcast. I she's know. probably going to know what's going to happen. So probably she's going to send me the text, so you'll mow the lawn. It's different. I know, right? Plus, I'm just going to come down and shave a big lightning bolt into it and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you ain't home. Just do donuts in the front yard. That's my part of its mode. Just bring you some tulips. <laughs> That's amazing. Why don't we do our voicemails, our emails, and our text messages? It's the Hey, I don't know if you can find it in the system, but uh, our, our boy Sturgis, who uh, I believe he made a Migscast like techno. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, if you can't find it, I'll, I'll look. he was asking, I, I think it was him that was mentioning how he hasn't heard that and was wondering why. The reason being is that we have no idea where they were put back in the day. So the only ones I have are the ones that are on a flash drive. Yeah, no, let me. I'll poke around. Let me see. I think. The, where did it go? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, this might be it. Let's, Let's see, see if this is it. Yeah. 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 This track is for my homies. Oh, this Keeping is it positive. Song. Yeah, that's a Suck song. It. Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. K-I-S-W-99.9 Mixcast, tune in, peace. 
feel fine I'm serious, you titanic, you should must trust That the mixed cast will keep your positivity up Glenn's look is awesome. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, this might be it, too. It's the mix cast. It's the mix cast. Still got it, it's Sergius. It's a shock and awe. I, I, the look on your I'm face like, is priceless. Whoa. Whoa. Did the drugs just kick in? Am I back in Yogi's cave? Yeah. I never left, actually. <laughs> oh, we got an email. You can email us at themigscast at gmail.com. Wow. Iron Dragon's cover of the final countdown was so awesome. Yeah. I love the other songs as well. Uh, just for your S and giggles, I listen right when the podcast becomes available and been listening forever. Love what Glenn brings to the show. Nice. By the way, first time emailing or communicating with the show love you douches and that's from jason thank thanks, you thanks jason thanks man it's always good to hear and i heard uh, they started off their set by playing the final countdown they did they did indeed it's a little backwards on yeah. that right yeah i mean why would you play the final countdown first oh good question well, i'm just i'm just wondering i'd love to hear the reasoning about it or maybe just because it was their first song. In it's probably like the, the tuning of their guitar. Was the right <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably, probably no reason. I'm just like banging into the it. The bass player had nothing. fallen through the drum set, so they had to do some of the keys. There's <laughs> not anything really meta about it. It's just, yeah, this is the one we did. I know. Um, we got a lot of uh, messages uh, uh, about Chris Cornell. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to bum out the room, but I want, I want to read them because, you know, I think we all, I don't know, I, I'm sure you feel the same way, Glenn. I, I think Rev as well. Uh, we talked quite a bit on was it Thursday morning yeah, when it was all Thursday went down morning. Thursday was rough it was. It, was, it was one of those mornings where when I first found out it was right at the start of my day like one in the morning I get a text from one of my buddies and woke me up and I read that and I couldn't go back to sleep and then I had to come here and just really scrap the entire show we were going to do because it just wouldn't have been right and find audio clips so it was like this weird it was like this weird thing of mourning, but I had to put on my producer hat, in yeah. a sense, and create a show that morning with audio from Chris and, you know, to pay tribute to him. Uh, I mean, I didn't even bother checking with Castle or Hair Club and just scrapped all the music that we were going to play that morning and only played songs that were written by Chris Cornell, whether it be Audio Slave, Temple of the Dog, mm-hmm. Soundgarden, of course, and his solo stuff. And it was... It was this whirlwind of emotions, but I, and then in the middle of it all, I'm doing interviews with other radio stations across the country b- while prepping for the show because they wanted to talk to someone from Seattle, and that makes sense. I was on Q13 in the middle of our show, yeah. so the, it wasn't until we finished the show and I got off the air that it all really just kind of hit me like a, a... Honestly, it wasn't until at night when I was watching TV, my wife fell asleep, and I started really hyper-focusing on the tragedy and I just broke down in tears and I was glad she was asleep because yeah. she doesn't handle me crying very well. I think it just, it, it, it throws her for a loop because I'm not that kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. So I was a wreck because as soon as I finished the show, I jumped on my buddy's podcast, Jobbing Out, which I needed. It was a chance to do something other than talk about Chris Cornell and I just totally. talked about wrestling for an hour and, and, and laughed and it was like, you know how bad you need to laugh when like something like mm-hmm. crappy like that goes on? That helped so much. But then at night, I finally got to process it all. And from reading all these messages, it sounds like we were all having a really difficult time with yeah. with the passing of Chris. And when the more news comes out, it sounds like it was a weird side effect of a, a anxiety med- medication, anti-depression medication that this could have been avoided, that he wasn't a suicidal person. He had his issues like we all do, but... 
the medication might have affected him in a way that he just lost all hope. And, you know, because I think what floored me the most, what really hit me was like, crap, like, this is awful. Like, I just didn't know how to stomach it. I didn't know how to. And, and, and that's just how I was feeling. I don't know about you guys. It was it was hard because in this the 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 whole week leading up to to Thursday was really rough because uh, we had we we've been taking care of a cat at the house and it's not damn it Carl but there was another cat that we've been taking care of and that cat passed away on Wednesday and that was really hard for Michelle because it had been it is a cat that's 19 years old and she's been having she's had it since it was a kitten sort of thing so that was rough and it's Ugh, it's not a, the same a family as, member exactly yeah. and that sort of thing so it's like oh that kind of sucks and then when i got into work on thursday my mind was on some other stuff uh yeah you didn't uh, know when you got here i had no idea all i I came in to get the do my normal stuff and steve was in there talking with somebody and the way he was talking it sounded like maybe he was talking to bj and maybe for some reason bj wasn't feeling well and he was just out i didn't realize what was going on i was on i think on uh, our buddy spencer's show in st louis at that time and so i'm just all keeping all quiet and then i walk into the uh, into the control room and matt's in there and he's like, did you hear? And I was like, no, what? And he tells me and just like, yeah, it's an absolute gut punch. Uh, but at that same point, Steve had already like, he, he had sent out the email saying, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to have. So you have that plan and you have that, well, I need to do all of these things so you can put it out of your mind. And it wasn't until the drive home because uh, after the show, I didn't do any podcasting. It was just like, hey, guys, I'm just drained because we were taking calls from people all day mm-hmm. and letting them um, put their heart out there. And for every person that got on, there was, you know, two or three people that just due to time or, you know, sure. just falling off. They couldn't. But I listened to all of those. But you're and, talking to them. And that was such a drain that I just went home. I went to bed for like four hours. I got up. Uh, Michelle had gone to her parents' house to kind of deal with some of like the, the that stuff, and so I, I s- sat around for two hours, and then I went back to bed. I went to bed at like seven thirty that night. Mm-hmm. I was just so completely and utterly drained. I didn't even really want to think about it. I had just processed as much of it as I could, and it was just it was just a sad day, and it was just really really sad with just the lead up to all of that, and then also just just dealing with like I didn't think that I would ever have any sort of reaction to celebrity deaths because we've had yeah. them especially like last year there was notably a bunch of them that kind of would, would right, a lot of people that was the joke is yeah. could 2016 end already and yeah. it's like well, what do you think 2017 is going to bring right? man like as we get older and these it, things happen yeah. and it sucks and, it, and it, it was just like i started thinking about well he was a soundtrack in Soundgarden and Chris Cornell and all the different iterations. Audio Slave has been a soundtrack for my life. So, I mean, I remember seeing them in like 97 or something or 98 when they're at the Mercer Arena. And it was like literally like one of the last shows they did. Oh, before the breakup. Before they broke up. And, wow. it, and it was like being able to see them there. And it was like, oh, that was so cool. And it was such a great uh, emotional experience. And then seeing them at the Gorge and seeing them at doing all these different things. And you're just like... Wow, he's he was a part of my life as much, or even seeing him, you know, in studio and just being uh, just around him and just the presence that he had. Well, even like BJ brought up a good point when we were talking about is it. like in a way like when when Kurt died and at Lane and, and and others like we were younger, we hadn't grown up with them. Like we yeah. grew up with we grew up with Chris mm-hmm. in a in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, and we'd gone through a lot of formative years in that. I mean, when when Kurt passed away, I was still a 
a young teenager, maybe not even a teenager. It was right around that time. So, like, my mom With had come sweet up. mullet. Yeah, right, yeah. And my mom was just like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. And I listened to some of the music, and I watched the, you know, all the gatherings and all that stuff. And it was like, okay, that's a thing that happens. But this was a lot harder for me. It was really hard. Glenn, how are you feeling about it? You all right? Uh, I don't really have much to say, man. Um, honestly, uh, what I've been going through on a personal level, which um, I love to be really transparent about my life with our listeners, but there's just some things I can't be transparent about. But sure. what, what I've been going through on a personal level, when everyone started like, Kate, Chris Cornell died, I was like, okay. Because um, I'm, yeah. I'm shouldering so much. That, That's a good point. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Huge part of my life, uh, definitely a big influence mega fan i'm a mega fan but i just was like okay and i had to continue dealing with what i'm dealing with so uh that makes sense mm-hmm. i don't you guys just said it all um very important artist to me but i you know i can't worry about what's going on on the street when my legs are on fire i gotta focus on my own legs yeah so i don't really have much to give to that right now um it's tragic it's really really tragic and uh what a tremendous loss you know absolutely um, but uh that um, makes sense, man. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've got, got you. too much going on at home to even process the fact that Chris Cornell's not with us anymore. Um, you know, along those lines, someone that was very, very important to me and a part of my musical upbringing died on Sunday. Oh. Um, so, you know, it's like to me, Chris, while he's, well, it's interesting, I guess a good way to put it, he's always been in the background throughout my entire life. He's soundtrack of my life, as you said. Mm-hmm. But that's very much in the background. Because. Um, uh, I've got a lot going on right in front of my face, and then someone that was very, very special to me died Sunday. Um, so that's in the foreground. Uh, but it's tra- it's tragic, you know, and I know a lot of people are, are very upset and that this really, really hit home for a lot of people. And I'm sure it'll hit home for me when I have the capacity to process it, which I just don't right now. I got you, man. Well, so. I'm sorry that you're dealing with what you're dealing that's with. That's okay. You know that. Uh, and, and, and I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm here. That's that's like 100% of... I mean, that's 99% of the battle, right? Yeah, that's being, right. Being here. <laughs> that's right, man. If I can uh, if I can just get through this, um, I think everything will be all right. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, um... <laughs> No, I honestly don't want to read these because I don't. No, go no, ahead. No, I'm not going to sit no, here and wig out, dude. No, no. I just, I, I, no, you you're guys right. you guys both went quiet and like, what do you have to say? And I'm sitting here like, what in the hell am I going to no, say? No, this is real so as it gets. What I've yeah. been, what I've been is honest with, uh, with our listeners. And like I said, uh, a lot of what I'm dealing with is, is stuff that um, I can't be transparent about because at it, sure. some, some point you got to draw the line between your personal life and things that you need to protect and then what's fine for you know your audience and this definitely is on the other side of that fence um otherwise i'm all about full transparency because i think that makes for an excellent program oh and uh, i'm not asking for you to be oh and i, I, I know, you know you're that. not i okay. know you're not I, I know that feeling too is yeah. there's some things that just yeah. are never no. going to come up in my own world as yours or revs yeah. it's like and i think people understand that. i know i know they yeah. do i'm just explaining yeah. and all i did just now was i was as honest as I could be regarding the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should definitely read those listeners' emails, man. I'd love to hear them. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't have a lot that I can say because I just don't have a lot left to give that right now. I don't have enough uh, capacity to to deal with that right now. 
So um, I don't have a lot of cool stuff to say. <laughs> You'd think the musician in the room would be like, man, let me tell you. And there was yeah, this yeah. one time. I, I, I've had know, many like, experiences with that too. Check where, in, like, like, the like two weeks falling. from now, I'll be like, let me tell you about Chris Cornell. You know, I just don't have it right yeah. now. Um, obviously, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's shattering. It's, it's so tragic that a guy that, and what a phenomenal career and what an amazing body of work. Actually, my, my favorite, my favorite go-to, go-to Pandora station is my Chris Cornell station. And I've trained it. That it's primarily his solo stuff, um, his acoustic performances. Yeah, congratulations. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you That's thumbs up, thumbs stuff. down. And yeah. I've really trained my my Cornell Pandora station as my go-to. Yeah, because whenever um, I had And a- it's amazing, you know, all the stuff from Carry On, all the stuff from Songbook, all the... That's my favorite, you know, so I, that's something that he's a part of my life on a, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and he's been a part of my life as long as I've been aware of who he was. I remember getting a Thrasher Magazine cassette tape back in the day, and Soundgarden wow. had a single on it. It was on a Thrasher Magazine, which is a skateboard magazine, and they mm-hmm. put out a tape, and I got, got the Thrasher tape with my subscription, and Soundgarden had a single on it, and that was the first time I ever heard of him, and I remember thinking, wow, what a cool name. What song yeah. was it? I couldn't tell you for yeah. all the money in the world, because we're talking... You know, here I am dating myself, but I'm going to say that was, what, 87, 88, uh-huh. right? Um, so, yeah, as long as they've been around. Because um, that's how I got, I was introduced to the music of Blind Melon from like a silly oh, yeah, sampler man. cassette. And it was uh, like Tones of Home. Tones or of Home, sure. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And it, When I used to cover Seasons, um, I used to cover Sun Shower, um, Black Hole Sun, uh, Fell on Black Days. Uh, what other Soundgarden have I performed over the years, or even Chris stuff? I've, I used to do, um, oh, uh, Moonchild mm-hmm. off of his first solo record, Euphoria Morning. I played Moonchild for a while. That was more stuff that I was doing recently. Just a great piece of material. Yeah, I got really but, uh, sucked into over the weekend. You know, it's a tragedy, man, because I don't. I think that guy was far from finished. Because, yeah. you know, even when Soundgarden stopped, Audio Slave happened. And then even then, honestly, Euphoria Morning was great. Carry On was stuff, incredible. Yeah. I love his last one, <laughs> Higher Truth. is yeah. It's trippy going back when we were going through all that interview stuff to bring me back to the time I interviewed him. That play, We played the whole thing on the mixcast. What mix a body of work. I mean. and, and I remember just having like a geek out moment of just listening to him talk in detail about the songwriting process for the Higher Truth record. Because yeah. I'm like, wow, that's like a, a legit favorite record of mine. And to be able to be in a room with the guy who wrote it oh, and sure, talk man. about his insecurities about putting it out, his insecurities about being so open in his lyrics. And I never really paid much attention to the lyrics, but I'm sure as F now I am. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow. Well, he was a real, um, you know, a lot of his lyrics, almost, I would say, you know, kind of in that, that Lennon-McCartney thing where... You can draw a lot of your own conclusions from what he's saying, but he just paints these great little, you know, sometimes he'll tell a straight up story, but more often than not with Chris, he'll just paint these great little pictures and create these little images. And then you draw what's great is as a listener, you then draw from those lyrics, the meaning that you need them to have. Yeah. Um, A lot of his stuff isn't nearly as direct and straightforward. It's, it's very, you know, very artistic and very, a lot of imagery. Mm -hmm. And so you, you attach your own meanings to, to what he would put out there. I mean, really prolific artists. And like I said, the, the, the tragedy for me, other than the obvious is that I think that guy was far from done. Yeah. I mean, he would have been in his 70s cranking out records that were just inspiring and amazing. So it's, it's a real loss. It's, it's really very tragic, man. It's, uh, whew, you know. If anyone has a chance, if they want to read a, an insanely like just powerful article, uh, look up uh, the guy's name that wrote the article is I think Rich I know the Larson. You mean. Yeah. And it's called It's Not What You Think. Yep, I read that. And, yeah. it, and it really talks just about 
Chris Cornell and depression and just just giving you a better understanding for those that like it bothers me right now when I I, I have to stay away from the comments on any post about oh, gosh, Chris yes. Cornell because there's always going to be that one person that's just like you should have fought that depression head on like you he's a coward what for this. do you know and and they you don't know? know they don't know they don't know they think because they know how to handle a, a bad day oh, they don't know how to there's handle. a big difference between having a bad day than being you get on your news feed and all you see is people talking about how hard their life was because their starbucks coffee wasn't made right i mean i just especially with what my life has been like the past six weeks i am just disgusted with the goddamn world oh yeah um you want to you want a real problem you want to really walk in hell you know come on over um yeah, so it's it's, but those are the people that are like, oh well, you know, I I, I I had problems with, you know, you don't even know, you, right? You don't comprehend, you don't get it. There's a know? difference between you being don't have anything chemically, you don't have anything intelligent and supportive to say. Just shut up. Oh, know? but everyone wants to say something and and, and 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 puff their chest out and act like they're Captain Tough Guy. Yeah. But there's a big difference between having being sad and like because you know like. Whatever, like some work is dragging you down. Fight that depression head but, on is but, real easy for someone to say if they've never had a loaded gun in their mouth. You know what I mean? I yeah. have, okay? And I'm still here because I got through that moment in time. So you don't don't say stuff like that. You just yeah. you don't know what you're talking about, you know? You don't. Until you have that there's something in somebody's brain that's making them that yeah. way. It's not about being upset. It's it's they could be happy one second and then instantly like no man when it when it gets to that level when it crashes down to that degree the level of desperate the desperation you can no longer be rational and the, the, only, the only reason that's making the, you irrational yeah well yeah and then, so you don't it. even have a chance to pull yourself up yeah. the only thing that kept me here thank God um, is I was too afraid of what tomorrow white might bring I wasn't. I was really in a place where you're so dark that you're obviously not thinking about your friends and family and all the people that are going to be impacted by a decision like that, just desperate for it to stop. And I was too afraid that maybe things would get better tomorrow to go through with that. But that's a moment in time that I experienced actually more than once in my late teens and early 20s. Mm -hmm. I was in that moment, in that situation more than once in my life. So there's some transparency for you, kids. I know um, you and, and I have talked about it. For, I mean, uh, All I can tell you is it's better to be here. It's better to be here. No matter how bad it is, it's better to be alive and walking and, and here. But if you can't be rational, once you reach a place where, you know, I'm going to fight, come on. You hit a place where you cannot think clearly. You can't rationalize anything. All you feel is desperation. And then in that desperation, all you want is for it to end. And that's what happens. That's, that's, that's how that happens. So this guy, if he was on a bunch of medications that had him not thinking straight, he wasn't even in a position to try and say, um, you know, I have suicidal thoughts all the time, um, once a week, uh, especially lately. <laughs> but I have them just long enough to go, boy, is that not an option? Right. You know, it's no different mm -hmm. than thinking, man, it'd be funny if I shove that idiot kid down the steps and you don't do it. Right. You um, don't. Crap, I've been doing yeah, this wrong. I've been well, doing life wrong. Steve's cool, though. He doesn't get caught. Um, yeah. But what I'm right, saying I'm is... I kind of out at myself. Crap. It's, 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 I think a lot of people have those kind of thoughts. I, I'm sure that sure. most people have those thoughts, but you can rationalize. You can think clearly enough, even in that moment of sorrow or desperation, like, you know, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, we're talking about individuals that that don't have that parachute anymore they've gone so far down and then if it's if there's a chemical thing involved if there's a drug involved it's, that's inhibiting the way their brain actually works the way they think the way they feel the way they process there's no opportunity to be rational um and so then 
do you get a tragedy like this? You know? Um, now, I'm sorry for lashing out with such anger. You know what I mean? Yeah, have your opinions. But it's very easy for you to say, oh, you should have stood up and took that head on. Okay. I get it. You know, I do. I get it. And I apologize for what I... So no, I, I think if someone has that opinion, um, you should keep it to yourself. Honestly, well, I'm just very I, passionate I, about this. I, I have a big issue with that. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've lost friends to this. I've mm-hmm. almost lost myself to this a long time ago, by the way. I'm doing fine, kids. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I really am doing fine. Um, well, it's because I'm cupping your but yeah, That's right. <laughs> I, I, I feel the warm embrace <laughs> yeah. of all things Vegas. Yeah, why are your hands but, so Because uh, callous hands do feel good on the you boys. You know... It, <laughs> This this is a tragedy because, you know, here's a guy that at least for all of us out here on the outside of it, you look at that and go, man, that guy had it all. And then, of course, we've no, we're now deprived of all the joy that he's brought us, you know. We're now deprived of that. So mourning and grieving and all that's completely natural. But trying to understand, it's something that you can understand when someone hits that point. Unless you've been to that point and are fortunate enough to come back, because most people hit that point and don't come back. You know, if you've ever seen that special about all the people that jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and the few survivors they talk to, they all said the same thing. The minute I stepped off the bridge, I knew I'd made a mistake. Mm-hmm. They all, the minute they step off the bridge, they're like, oh, no, what did I just do? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when you hit that mm-hmm. point. Well, we talk about that. I mean, it's a way minor level, but like when you punch a refrigerator or punch a wall. Yeah, or that, attack a YWCA. Right. The, the, <laughs> the moments leading up to it feel like the right thing to do until that impact happens. You're like, that was a bad idea. Now, this is a whole different thing. because Desperation is a, a mountain. It's, it's, a, it's, it's so heavy and so powerful. And people that have experienced true desperation. That's why, you know... You, man, my life sucked today. I got traffic was so bad. FML, you know, F my life. And I'm like, you know, I want you to go down to the VA and sit next to a vet that got his legs blown off in Af- Afghanistan and tell him about how bad your day is. Would you do that for me? Yeah. Would you do that for me? And that's people, I've got a lot of friends that are worried about me. And I keep saying, look, my eyes work. My legs work. I will figure this out. Yeah, I'm going through a really hard time. Yeah, I'm just barely holding it together. But you know what? I am blessed. I am blessed. I've got friends and family, and the sun is shining. Especially when, like the news of what happened over in England right now. Oh just, man! Oh, yeah. oh my yeah, I mean, God! Like, those what kind a of tragedy! Things, when I see that, I mean, I'm like, oh. it just puts so much into perspective. The yeah. lack. They talked about it a little bit this morning. Again, like no different than the idiots that are going on talking about this. The lack of empathy and the people that are using it as an opportunity to crack jokes about Ariana Grande, which <laughs> makes me so sad. It's like whether you like her music or not, this is not well, the time for her to be a punchline to a joke. A lot of people are scum, man. And, yeah. and, and now that sensitized scum, because we have social media. It, it's not that people are scum now. I think people were always scum. Now they have a place to say it. It's just now we can see Yeah, it. now it's on a public forum. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know. I, Why don't we uh, check out a couple voicemails? Um, some of them I think are about Did Chris. I derail the show? I think I derailed the show, didn't I? No, we're talking about, we're talking no. about life <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know, when it gets real, it's like we all accidentally swear. That's proof that I derailed the show because <laughs> I, I actually- forgot we were doing a podcast. I got him so out of the, the zone. Real chat. Um, no, I haven't talked with my friends. Hey, and though, that's what uh, we do. We talk yeah. about weird stuff sometimes and sad stuff we and should, funny we stuff. We should read those, email, those, those emails maybe another time or whatever. Yeah, I'll know. save them. We'll do them next week. But I don't want you know any of the fans that took the time to share with us. I don't, I don't want to neglect that. And, and I'm sorry for going on my little tear there. No, nah, man, dude, it's, it's real. Uh, this is da- Daddy's under a lot of pressure, but I really am going to be fine. Are you a dirty slut, Daddy? <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> All right, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, doing the cast, um, you know, right up to that moment. Helps. Um, 
I was really lightening up. Yeah, and yeah. then I sucked the life out of you. <laughs> That's not where I was going with that. But, but it's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, so it's your Sorry. fault. You're going to beat yourself up about that I'm for the rest awful. of the day. No, I don't. When I, God, when I turned no, around, I'm like, Glenn, what do you think? And I looked at him, I'm like, that was stupid, Steve. <laughs> you shouldn't have asked him. <laughs> well, no, as you guys said. I didn't want to be rude to not include you, you guys, but I should have not included you because I didn't want to make so you sad. You so much poignant stuff, and I was like, I'm going to get to dodge this bullet. I'm going to get to dodge this bullet. And then I'm like, good and it's like we and just look at When Glenn, you guys like, both went quiet looked at me, I was like, oh, God, no. It's like, don't pick me, don't pick and, uh, me, don't pick me. Oh, they, yep, yep, they picked I me. I didn't do my homework. I didn't do my homework. I was very <laughs> honest about how I felt. I respect that, bro. Gotcha. And I'm sorry with what you're dealing with. I know you say it you have eyes and legs okay. and things are going to be okay, but as your friend that loves you, I'm sorry you're going through Thanks. what you're going through. I appreciate and it. And um, there's nothing I can say. I can fix things, I will tell but I you, care about you. Man, you know, it's. Um, I was talking with Tony the other day, and he reached out. And he's like, dude, I'm just worried about you because- I see, and you're not stopping. You've had no opportunity to take time for yourself. You are just, you, you, you're going to, you got to stop. And I'm like, yeah, I can't stop. I'm, my job's killing me and I got this going on and I'm, I'm dealing with stuff clear into October and for the band and, and he is too. It's, it's, I'm not saying that. Um, but he was just like, dude, I'm really worried about you. You, you need somehow to stop. And I'm like, yeah, not an option yet. But I explained to him, I'm like, dude, let me tell you why. I'm okay and kind of where I'm at now. It's just like when I'm working on my car. I mean, fix this, then I can put that back together. And then once I put that back together, I can put this back together. And then once I've got that done, I can hook that up. And then once I've hooked that up, I can hook the battery back up. And then I can get in the car and hit the key. Mm -hmm. And so everything I'm doing right now is just fixing the next big problem so that I can get to the next problem and get to the next problem and get to the next problem. And if I can do a good job... And hang in there and get it all sorted out. And it's okay to chuck a wrench and scream F once in a while. That's part of the process. I'll get the key. The car will purr like a kitten. And that's literally where I am in my life right now is I've got seven or eight mountains in front of me. I will move them or die trying. And you know what? I'll move them. Uh, and then I'll go for a nice quiet ride. And then I'll decompress and, and listen to that be prayer, great, man. You know, I'm I'm lucky to be in a position where I have the opportunities to even fight to try and correct these problems. A lot of people are in circumstances that they 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 can't. So I can I can fight. You know, I'm lucky to be able to fight. A lot of cats aren't even in that place. They don't have the opportunities I have. They don't have the friends I have. Some of the things that some of my friends have done for me recently would blow your mind. Like just. I don't want to out anybody, but, you know, just, uh, good God, that just the way, without even thinking, just, yes, dude, done, um, to levels that would absolutely shock you. So, if I was to despair, I would be dishonoring them. So, you know, I'm armed with all the tools in the world. It's going to be all right. Nice. There you go. I just hijacked the goddamn show again. <laughs> I think we just stay quiet and see if Glenn will hijack himself. <laughs> Where's Thrill? Let's get him back in here. Yeah, where's that Jimmy Johns? Uh, Why don't we take out a voicemail? Yeah, that'd be Watch, good. it's going to be something sad. Wait, I just want to say hey, it. No. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. Damn it. All right, here we go. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? This is Christopher, who normally does the drunken Metallica spec, BS, whatever. Sounds anyway. sober. He's sober today. Uh, different hey, no. Hot considering uh, the passing of Chris Cornell. And there we go, yeah. It was just something about that hit me really hard, you know. You're not alone there, having, You know, still constantly dealing with depression myself. 
And I'm sure most, if not almost all of us, have, you know, something going on in our lives. You've called the right and podcast. it goes to show right. that, you know, no matter how fulfilling, how much money, no matter what's going on, you know, depression can hit us hard. And, you know, you kind of wonder whether or not he, you know, what support group Chris Cornell had. But I also just want to, you know, say thanks to you guys because there's never been a moment where somebody's called in and, you know, had an issue and, you know, anyone's taking that issue for granted, you know. It's, it's, it's good to know that there's always some sort of support group, even if, you know, that support group is full of Titanic douches. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just, you know, douches float. wanted to tell you guys, you know, y'all are appreciated. Thanks. And I'm sure a lot of other people think you are appreciated for that. And, uh, you know, if anybody ever has any issues, you know, we may do you know, anything going on, whether it's good or bad, whatever's happening, doesn't quite matter. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for being who you are. Well, that's something uh, I, yeah, when he bro. said that, it kind of... And hang in there, brother. Hang in there, man. There's like a little mini light bulb that, like, like any disease, whether it be depression, cancer, syphilis, I mean... <laughs> I know, okay, maybe a little weird. He was, he was just in Vegas. I was, and there's the syphilis <laughs> capital of the world. Line. But it doesn't know any economic stature. It doesn't yeah. know any kind of, like, you know, you could be the richest man in the world. You could be the most successful man in the world. You could be the biggest rock star in the world. It doesn't mean that you're not, you, you, you're, you're impervious to any kind of disease. And that includes depression, which is a disease. And regarding his, you know, you, you mentioned his support, bro, and, and I'm sure... He was surrounded by people that loved him. I'm sure yep. his bandmates went, "What?" I can't even imagine. Because they just what played the night before, through. right? But it's one of those things where, especially depending on the type of personality you are, this isn't the kind of thing you normally share. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you hear me joke. Oh yeah, even last week, how you doing? I'm like, I don't understand the question. I mean, that's my way of being funny, but also totally dodging the. Well, let me tell you. Right, right, <laughs> you, know? you want yeah, the truth? Yeah. You want the Um When Chris played that show and, and went, I, I don't think he went to his hotel that night thinking tonight's the night and I'm going to do this. Mm-mm. I think uh, he found himself alone and in a dark place. And like I said, he did not have the ability to rationalize. He'd gone too far down the rabbit hole to, to rationalize or to see things clearly. You, you can't see anything clearly. and. You know, so I'm I'm sure he had a lot of support. Um, hundred percent agree. You know, that's what Steve's saying. It's um, it's 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 a disease. It's like you know, that's why people are shocked when this kind of thing happens. You're like, what? You know, especially uh, to someone that seems to have it on top of the world and has such a great career and so many people that adore and love. You just think, why would a person like that feel that lonely and desperate? But that's why that article that you mentioned it was so poignant. Really worth reading. It's literally saying, look. This is about depression and how powerful it can be, you know. But uh, all that said, bro, hang on, hang in there. You said you were having some hard times yourself, and uh, you did call the right podcast because we're a bunch of jokers, but we're a bunch of human beings too. And you're definitely not alone, homie. I promise you. Yeah, I think you could see rather qu- uh, on, on today's a great example. We could go from just cracking the dumbest jokes and singing songs about. <laughs> 
I will. I will. Face blank you. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, what other show does that? I'm still going to shave a lightning bolt into Rev's lawn. We try and help people go through whatever crap they're going through. And also, we try and encourage people to tell their significant others that they're going to face blank the ass out of them. That's just kind of what we do. You need a stress relief is what you need. Yeah. So, you know. Let's take another voicemail out. Steve, Rev, Glenn. Hi. Uh, it's your buddy, Kyler. Um, I am calling on Thursday, which is um, the day that we found out that Chris Cornell had passed away. Um, I was going to call on the morning show, but I was at work. So um, I just wanted to say much love to everybody, uh, you guys and the whole community of Rockaholics and uh, anyone who was influenced by Chris's music. Um, I remember hearing Black Hole Sun for the first time uh, when I was in middle school playing rock band. And uh, after after Random. I beat the song, I, I pretty much concluded that it was the greatest song ever written. Um, and I just fell in love with Soundgarden after that. And uh, surprisingly, I only found Audio Slave about a year ago, and I've just been listening oh, to them all the time as well, and it's it's crazy. Yesterday, I, was, I, I listened to Audio Slave's debut album all the way through, and was just thinking how much it was going to be Those are all great exciting records, to see man. Chris Cornell mm-hmm. live, um, and I never oh, got to see him, uh, which makes me really sad, oh, but um, man, I can't count how many hours I've spent listening to anything he's had his hand in. Um, you know, his Temple of the Dog, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, anything he's done with Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, it's just ridiculous how much he had influence on the Seattle rock community. Um, I know some of my voicemails haven't gone through, so I hope this one does. But It did. Just uh, no, want to let you guys oh, know that he's imagining this. <gasps> I'm here for anyone. Uh, the whole music community is here for each other, and that's a really cool thing. So, all right, guys, have a great day. There was something else that was actually really awesome. Uh, I just remembered it. Uh, I went to a crawfish boil on Saturday, oh. and it was in honor of my best friend's father who passed away mm-hmm. uh, last year. And it was something that uh, I know was done on purpose, and I don't know how many other people really noticed it, but uh, my buddy actually ended up playing, and it was on one of those random sort of stations, but it was just like what you did with Pandora. It was just Chris Cornell. Yeah. The entire day. Yeah. And it felt really nice because everyone was in, it was a celebration uh, 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 of a man's life who who was from Louisiana, who loved doing this. And they did a crawfish boil every year. So this was a continuing sort of thing going on with that. But to have his music in the background uh, in a very positive area was kind of, it was nice to be able to kind of come to terms with that in a sort of way. Sure. Or at least be able to... Get those get those amazing songs back in a positive place. Yeah, man. Well, enjoy that music. It was exact, meant yeah. to be enjoyed. It was created to be enjoyed. You know, it was created to move you in any way you need moved at the time, bro. Absolutely. I found that. I, I, I always love this version from the oh yeah from songbook songbook because mm-hmm. he talked about how Black Hole Sun is his greatest song ever written. That I, I, I couldn't find the clip, but I've seen interviews with Chris Cornell where he said this by far was the greatest song that he's ever written. Oh, that's cool. Which was like, wow. He did it acoustic at the Mercer Arena. No, oh, wow. Like, they, like, oh, they broke in like, during like in a little bit of an intermission, and, like, and he played that, and it was just Chris Sepsta- like, yeah, goosebumps right now, because this is just... Dude, I look back, and I was like, not to rub it in on him because he didn't get to see him, yeah. 
I can't believe how lucky I've been that I've seen Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, Cornell solo multiple times, Cornell doing a small acoustic set two times, yeah. Audio Slave doing uh, an end session. Like the amount of times I've seen Chris Cornell, I didn't realize how many. Like it's almost up there with the amount of times I've seen Pearl Jam, which is double digits. The one regret now is not going to Temple. Yeah, it like, was a great show. Yeah, just because in the, the crappiest excuses. Oh, it's a Monday. Oh, you know, all these different other reasons. Mine was, there's no possible way I can afford this. <laughs> that was the same thing. Yeah. I was on that. I was like, how could I could I really swing this? Uh, and looking back on it now, probably. It's, it's amusing to me that in this day and age, musicians can't afford to go enjoy the uh, the music of other musicians. But business executives and uh, oh, people yeah. like that yeah. can. Yeah. You know, I can't, even, I can't even hang out in the alley, but some guy that drives a $75,000 car, he's got front row seats, you know, it's a terrible, hey, that's what music is. I'm is glad it, he gets to enjoy it. It's a terrible comparison, but man, I saw it at Britney Spears' concert when we were sitting in the back, that area was packed because those were the hardcore fans, you know, yeah. we were sitting towards the back when we splurged and sat three rows back. I'm like, oh, it's going to be crazy. Three songs in people are leaving. And then all of a sudden I realized... They're, they're a whole the real row. fans couldn't afford to be up front. But all the rich people. Isn't that a tragedy? Yeah, it was. Like, in a way, I almost wanted to go run to the back, grab people, and be like, come with me. I'll yeah, be the right? Pied Piper. I mean, of nothing Spears. against the wealthy. I mean, yeah, good, good for you for doing well with your life. You know, I'm, nothing against people that have done well. Sure. It's just a bummer that so many diehard fans or, or musicians actually really can't afford to enjoy the artists that mean to so, mean so much to them. It's kind of a kind of a kind of a drag. And they don't even get they don't even stay for the whole show. Like they just go because they want to be seen. And then they're like, well, I got noticed. I'm here. Now I can leave. Get a couple like, selfies. Get a shot of like the you thing for dick. your Instagram. And then you can go and yeah. go and booze it up somewhere else. This was uh, recorded over a terrible right place. We're a virus. <laughs> we're just all, we're a virus. You're not wrong. God, you're not wrong. <laughs> Let's sink another oil well and Mother Earth and black the sky. <laughs> Let's check out our next voicemail. Okay. Hi guys, it's Mama. Mama, Mama. Just was listening to the program. We needed this. And, yes. Uh, I, you know, I want to say something about the guy with the breakup. You know, it don't matter if you go into church. Uh, it don't. It, it don't matter. Church is just a building, really. And um, I think that. What has helped me out a lot when I have big problems, I just pray. The next day seems a little brighter, and I just keep praying until it leaves me, and then I'm fine. So, he might, you know, nobody has to see him, nobody has to hear him, do it in the privacy of his own home, very private. You know, it's, it, it, it can't hurt. It you know, can't. it can't hurt. I've been praying a lot lately myself, So Mama. just what I want to say to this guy, um, even if you don't believe in God, it can't hurt. So um, I hope you guys have a nice week. And uh, I hope the wives all had a happy Mother's Day. I had the best ever. 
I had my kids here putting up drapes that they got me and <laughs> all kind of stuff. I didn't move. Oh, I killer. sit in my chair. They doing everything, cooking dinner, everything. As they should. It was so nice. <laughs> One of the hot, best hot ever. points. So right I on, hope brother. your wives had the same. It was just really, really nice. I don't see my son working very often, but he was working here. <laughs> oh, my kids. my kids. I love you all. And uh, I talk to you again soon. Love Enjoy you, Mama. Enjoy the nice weather. We will. Okay. Yeah, mm, bye bye. Bye. I don't Thanks think she meant to up. take a pot shot at no, Hawknado, no, but it, it came out that I mean, way. The three yeah, of us yeah, took it. Yeah, you know. Dwayne works hard, and I love it, but yeah. it's still it's really funny to hear it. Oh, just take it that way. I, I see see my so, kids sorry for the laugh, bro. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another voicemail. Hey, Glenn. I totally understand what you're talking about with being tall and trying to buy. Pants, oh, no, right? in general, that fit because you can go Capri. to any store. I'm six foot five. Oh, so no, that's man. Too As if life isn't hard enough. I go to any store, and it's like my mother, oh, Rev, you tried to believe that. It's like an Easter egg hunt every single time to try and find the right pair of pants. But there's no eggs. T-shirt is the right length. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg hunt at Halloween. You can either be fat and tall or short and fat. But you can't be tall and skinny. <laughs> it's true. Really He's right. It's true. Talk to you later. I don't know if we've ever needed a voicemail more than we needed that voicemail. Yeah, thanks for giving me something else to be upset about. Glenn Cannon, where every pants are short pants. He's like, as soon as he said he was 6'5", I'm like, so, you know, when he finds a 34, he's stoked, and it's still, you know, high waters. Mm, It's funny, I was just trying to My answer has been the internet, but even then, there's a 50-50, you'll get him up, because that's the other thing that makes me nuts. Shouldn't a 34 be a 34? All the time. Like, if a 34-inch waist is a 34-inch waist, like yeah. if I measure it and it says 34, right. why does Calvin Klein get to decide that his 34 is smaller than the 34? Right. That- talk to any lady, because Dude. talking with my wife about this thing, I was like, I got this extra large. She's oh. like, what kind of extra large and where did it come from? I'm like, I don't know. Dude, it's like that large. even with t-shirts. Why is that some of this shirt's a large? It fits perfectly, mm-hmm. Right. I have other shirts that are large that are like schmediums on me. I look, I bought bought a triple X when I was like extra fat before Uh on eBay, like one of those crappy dragon shirts I had. Mm -hmm. And I I got it and it was smaller than a medium. And I was like, first off, this is, this is a hand towel at this point for me now. There's nothing I can do with this. And I'm like, how does this? And it said three X on it. Like it actually said it. Someone sewed on the wrong label. And you know, like as much (laughs) as it bothers me, I'm okay. It's subjective. Large, extra large, but you're right. Thirty-four inches should not vary from company to company. They don't. There aren't different it's rulers. Like I'm not buying a men's size six. I mean, right? Thirty-four yeah, right. inch waist, thirty-four inch inseam. It's not science. Where did y'all buy your ruler? <laughs> well, we're in the fashion industry. Right. <laughs> Call it something else. Yeah. 34 cubits. Call it what you want. <laughs> right. Just stop lying well, to that me. When chicks ask me how big my dong is, I'm like, well, do you want the Abercrombie and Finch measurement or do you want the, 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 the Old Navy that's measurement? That's what bums me out, though, in a way, because when I buy those pants- Old Navy, it's huge. When they're big supposed to be the right size and then they're the wrong size, yeah, it right. does kind of work magic for my junk. 
Because as I'm pouring, yeah, you're just showing pouring, everything. Oh, it's like Snuffleupagus being shoved into uh, shoved into a shopping bag, man. You know. So I look down. I'm like, well, that could probably get me some action. Everyone can see what I'm toting. <laughs> you know, but why not? you know, I would need two sets of vice grips to snap these things, and then an hour later, my legs had turned blue. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like a penguin at that. Thank point, you, you for the call. Bend your knees. <laughs> we have any more voicemails? Or? We got like three more. All right, why don't we see what happens? Okay. Hey, Steve. Uh, hey, Glenn. <laughs> hey, uh, Justin. So, That's the this rest. is Rock That's Machine. Me. I'm calling you okay. guys from a little bit better place than I did last time. Um, thank you guys for all the kind things that you said. Um, I really appreciate that. And I'm kind of glad the phone broke up where it did because oh, that's yeah. where my voice started breaking up and I'd rather not sound like that on the telephone, you know? <clears throat> but, uh, one of the things I think that really helps me is I got put in charge of scanning all the old photos and editing them oh, of cool. my grandpa for the slideshow and for his obituary and all that stuff. And nice. Really thinking about what you guys said while I was doing that helped me out a lot. Oh, that's and really so cool. what I was trying to say when my phone broke up last time is that I really think that what you guys do is a huge service to everyone and being able to share your stories and your own life experience helps other people who are just starting to go through this stuff themselves. Hmm. So, guys, please keep up the great work. Steve, you're a great host. Glenn, your stories are awesome. And Justin, Rev. keep it up with the Comic-Con stuff because nerds rule, man. Yeah! So, anyways, <laughs> um, just wanted to say thank you guys one more time, and I cannot wait to be there for the window pane show at the show box nice. with yeah. everybody there window taking pain. photos it's gonna be a grand old we'll time see you there so, man we will see talk you, to you guys later this is rock machine see ya oh i mean i'd love to entertain your call but you didn't send us a screenshot of you sending a message to your significant <laughs> other that you're gonna face blank the ass out of her so <laughs> all those nice things don't matter <laughs> Kidding, of course. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear you're in a, a better place with it, man. And I agree. it'll change gears on you, man. You'll have your moments, but I mean, every day that passes, it's, it's going to get a little better, bro. Um, you know, there's been a lot of loss lately. Um, yeah. Like I said, uh, actually, the, my friend that just passed, um, you know, he's he's in Maryland. I'm not going to get to go back for the services, but uh, we're being flown back there in July to do some shows, and I'm actually really looking forward to uh, visiting his grave. <laughs> And then, um, actually, um, I've mentioned him on the cast before, a really talented guitarist named Dean Kramer. Yeah. Um, he was in a band with Scott for many, many years um, called Idiot's Rule, and they were just killer. But they had this amazing uh, original song, because mostly they did covers, but they had some of their own stuff, too. And were they inspired by Jane's Addiction for the name? I don't know. I never asked Scotty if that's where he got that huh. name. Okay. One of my favorite James Addiction songs. I had heard of Idiot's Rule in Cumberland and was going out and seeing him when I was like a teenager. I'm like, oh, man, you know, this, this Scott McIntyre was this guy's name, and he was just incredible he was it was like watching steven tyler but eight feet from me the guy was just so talented and could sing and just just fireball of a human being but um they had uh you know i heard of jane's addiction it was like years later or maybe not that long i don't know but um uh, that's probably where they got the name but uh there's a song of theirs that dean and i are now trying to track down audio of if they can even find it but um my plan is when we're back east to go into a studio with Dean and track that song that Scott wrote, just Dean and I unplugged, because um, Idiot's Rule's been broken up for you know probably over 20 years, but 
we're going to track that. Then I want to bring the Masters back to Seattle and have my friend Brett Elias and that you know does all the work with Pearl yeah. Jam and have him master it. And then um, there's a girl named Natalie here locally that's in the Seattle Rock Orchestra, and I'm hoping maybe to get her up to put some cello on it. And oh, then that'd be awesome. Put that uh, piece of music out in the world as a way to celebrate. If you need some hip hop beats, you know, I have that app. Yeah, I know you do. Oh. I, know <laughs> I thought you're you just going to start beatboxing yeah. right there. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm available. But. The, the point of all that being, you know, um, doing something to celebrate my friend's life. And so you're, you're putting together all those photos and everything for your grandfather. And, you know, and it sounds like you're finding a, a, a cool thing in it. Like I'm hoping to find a cool thing in mm-hmm. Scott's passing when I get to do what I hope to do for him. So it's, it's you're channeling your energy into, into the right places bro um and i hope you're doing all right man you know we care about you so you hang in there dude that's very cool i i look forward to seeing how this all unfolds as far as putting this all together that's that's a great way to pay tribute to your buddy i'm sure he would love that i'm hoping it comes into focus man um planning on it yeah well fingers crossed it does yeah uh let's check out another voicemail i don't know i was recently invited to a friend of mine from college it's her wedding she sounds and she i've got a boyfriend of three years like she knows that she knows that he's my long-term boyfriend better boyfriend but um she didn't leave an option for a plus one with me and he's not invited so oh. i don't i don't get if she's trying to send me a message or what but <laughs> since when is there not a plus one option to a wedding that sends a pretty solid message. I don't know. I've, a lot I've, times, been, I've had it happen to me. With weddings, a lot of times they can only feed so many people, but even then that's really essy. I would just before, and I get it, but before you jump to conclusions, hit her up and say, hey, I got my invite. Um, you know I'm in a long-term relationship. Um, my significant, I'm not coming if I can't bring my significant other. Mm-hmm. She hates your significant other. She or she used to do him. The first thing I thought was, I oh, wonder. Oh, yeah. I wonder. Or maybe she's still doing him and doesn't oh, want the drama. Oh, snap. I'm glad that we're planting this seed in this poor woman's yeah. head. This is fun. Because really, I've, I've had it happen fun. from an old buddy. <laughs> this is me lashing out. <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. You know, if I'm miserable, Honey, you're all miserable. Thank He's you. effing her. Thank you for calling the show. You have a really sexy voice. I'm sorry I just said <laughs> and that. And hopefully they'll help you find a new boyfriend because she's completely just ruined his relationship. No, I had it happen to me <laughs> where a buddy... Had a wedding, and he invited me and specifically said, you can't bring a guest. And I had to call him and be like, what's the story? He's like, I'm just running out of room financially. But I'm like, that's I get that. Is. I get that, but then I just won't go. And he's like, no, yeah. but I really want you there. I'm like, well, I, that's- <laughs> I was like, look, I can't not bring in this is my ex-girlfriend girlfriend at the time. I'm like, look, I, I, I'm not creating drama. Just understand I'm not coming if I can't bring her. And he's like, uh. And then eventually he called me back. He's like, you know, we made room. And I'm like- that's cool as long as you're okay with it. I'm not trying to strong arm you. I, I, I'd rather you just not invite me and explain to me why you're not inviting me. Like I'd appreciate at least the, the, the yeah. heads up. Like, hey, I can't invite you because I just don't have the room to have you and a guest. Then at least I'd be like, get it. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, because I know I know what it costs to feed people at, at my oh. wife and I's wedding and things of that nature. So, so maybe give your friend the benefit of the doubt. Reach out and say, hey, so I got my invite. Um, you know, if I can't bring whatever your boyfriend's name is, uh, you know, that's going to be weird for he and I. I love you. I want to be there. But if I can't bring him, I really can't come. And I don't want you to take that personally. Right. In other words, be super cool and put the ball entirely in her court. Yeah, like, don't, don't have an aggressive Yeah, like call her all. apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to create a problem. But really call her from an apologetic place. And she might say, oh, my God, that was an oversight. Or she might say, yeah, the problem is I can only afford to feed 100 people. And at this point, if you bring your spouse, so-and-so is going to bring their spouse, so-and-so is going to bring their spouse. I'm going to end up with 200 people here. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. Mm-hmm. You know, so you might find that it wasn't some 
you know, Essie thing where she literally was like, I got to make a tough call, but I'm sure, you know, I don't know what your name is, darling, but you do have a sexy voice. Um, <laughs> I'm sure blank will understand. So, and you obviously got that, did not understand. It was like, what the F? But it might be coming from a very innocent and benign place. So Communication give, helps a yeah, lot. Yeah, give her the benefit of the doubt. And then when you reach out and be like, yeah, I don't want to create a problem. I don't want to create, you know, if I can't bring him, it's just going to be too awkward. I don't, I don't feel right about that. So I'm not going to be able to come. And I don't want you to take that personally. And you'll find that by being like way cool and putting it all in her court, you'll either totally get off the hook and not have to go to the wedding. Or, <laughs> or you'll get a, uh, I'm so sorry, please bring him, you yeah. know, we can squeeze him then in. Then you got to buy her a gift. Or that drama bomb's going to explode and you guys are going to have a cat fight, which is always hot. Yeah. Could you please do it in the lingerie that you're going to wear under your gown? Yes. Mm-hmm. Please, the, the gown thing works. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a woman in satin, but, you know, just the two of you leave scrapping. A voice, leave a voicemail while it's happening. You know. Or catch the bouquet and then beat her over the head with it. That's hot. And make sure someone's filming it. Choke her with the garter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when they do the garter toss. Do we have any more Good luck to you, honey. One more. All right, we'll I'm do at one work more. today. Whoops. My boss comes up to me and uh-huh. says, you got to shave your beard off. And all the while, Kick rocks, it's bitch. like he's talking to me through this ridiculous porn stash. He's like, yeah, I just want everybody to look professional in this company. I need everyone. And, and right, it, you know, Diggler. for years, I've thought they don't do casual Fridays. It's 2017. Who doesn't do a casual Friday? And you I'm don't. neat. Mm-hmm. I keep my appearance up. It's all right fine. <laughs> but he comes to me with these ridiculous, just little nitpicky things. Oh, killing me here. He hates you. So do you have an, I don't know where you work. <laughs> do you have an HR department? If so, go to HR and say, look, my beard is actually part of my religious beliefs. Now, do you want to persecute <laughs> me for my beliefs? And watch how quickly they're smooching your buttocks. Now, if you work at a welding shop or something, you need to be like, dude, you can lick the sweat like, off the ball set. If it's like a, if it's like a food service thing and he got a beard that he keeps on getting like they make beard or nets. something. They make beard nets. I'm just saying if it's something along those lines, I can understand it. But if he's like working in a place where it doesn't matter... Then his boss is just trying to uh, mess with him. In- yeah, unless it's the New York Yankees where they have a no beard policy. I yeah, think right? then, you know what? You should be able to keep your damn beard. But if he's like, if he's if his boss has a a, a porn stash, maybe he's I want part a of picture like, of that, right? I mean, maybe he's the, the part of the Highway Patrol sort of thing where they can only they're only supposed to have the mustache. You know? yeah, is there an employee handbook, and does the employee handbook cover facial hair? But I'm telling you right now, especially depending on the type of company, if you say, look, it's actually part of my religious beliefs. Uh, they're going to go, what religion is that? And I'm like, a Scientologist. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, you can make it up. Be like, it's the, you know, the Dammit Carl Church, First Church of Dammit Carl getting the house. I like that. But that is your right period. And so you say religious belief and they're going to pucker and be like, no problem. You wear that beard. You can dye it orange. Whatever I'm, you need. I'm part of the Church of the Jesus yeah. beard. And or the I can contact. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, yeah, Latter-day beards. The I can contact my attorney. Uh, my beard is my service animal. I need it to relieve anxiety. Oh, that's right, man. <laughs> I need a service animal. I'm raising lice in my <laughs> beard right now for all my coworkers to enjoy. You really want to, you want to open this can of worms? It's for locks of love for poor underprivileged children that can't grow pubic hair. Can't grow beards. <laughs> yeah, you provides merkins to, to why do you hate children that can't grow pubes? <laughs> oh my All right. God. On that note, let's get out of here. Uh, big show next Friday. Friday. No, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Week from Saturday. Saturday. Week from Saturday. <laughs> it's just right around the corner, Glenn. <laughs> June 3rd at the Showbox at the market. Get Hold your on tickets. To your get your tickets. Get your tickets. Window pane. Why only in the wreckage? Why are we swinging by next week on the Migs cast to debut another song off of their upcoming record, which will be awesome. Mock Society's there as well. Kiss the Gunner's Daughter. And Van Epps, and our Van- boys, and Van Epps, man. Yeah. It is a great show. And like I said, Window Pane has a lot of really cool stuff planned. 
um, for our set, a bunch of our legacy material, uh, some brand new songs will be debuted, um, a song we've only covered once, I won't tell you the name of the song, but I'll tell you that it's a song by Helmet. Nice. Uh, so we're going to rip some mega riffing helmet into the set. So just you don't want to miss this. Uh, this Friday uh, over at Washington Hall, Defy 3, another yeah. great wrestling show. We've got John Morrison, Johnny Mundo taking really? on Shane Strickland in the main event. Lots of great wrestlers are going to be there. I will be the ring announcer, as always, the host of the big shindig. So if you haven't gotten tickets yet, go to defywrestling.com. Now I can talk about it even longer. Damn it! I'm so pumped. Christina Von Erie's <laughs> going to be wrestling at this, which is going to be really cool. What's Christina Von Erie look like? Oh my gosh, I'll She's show you hot. a picture of her. Yeah, okay. you are going to like, I have a great picture of but her. She sounds hot too. She, does what? She, sound hot? she is the patron saint of filth. And she, she she hails from Scum City. Does, does that mean she's Nevada. in the scat play? Or? Oh, you, oh, God. Do you have to censor that? No, but why are you making it <laughs> weird like that, man? I'm not sure if that's where she is from. But she is hot. She's sexy, With man. a capital H-O-T. There's a picture of her kissing the belt. Yeah, Rev. Check it out. She's oh. going to be there. Wow. Right? Joey yeah. Ryan's going to be there? Steve's going to wear his Speedos just like he did poolside when he was smoking a cigar <laughs> in Vegas. Well, now saying what Joey's nickname is is going to be awkward because it's the king of dong style. Joey yeah, Ryan is. <laughs> the king of sleaze himself. It's going to be awesome. Again, defywrestling.com. You're not going to want to miss it. I know D. Ted Smith is going to be there. Uh, he had a great time the last time. It's always a great time. Friday night, this Friday, defywrestling.com. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening and stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.